Thanks for tuning in. This is Gemini. Hey, what's up? This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. No Structure. How would you guys feel if you caught your significant other watching porn? Okay. I don't know who's starting, but we can start with our guest. Are you starting now? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. So how would I feel if I caught him watching porn without me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for one, I, I like would... I the detail, I don't know that I would be mad. I probably would ask him why he was watching it, or what about that was intriguing and then why he didn't wait for me for one and then two is it because you feel like you're not getting something from me that I should be doing but if it's like really crazy then you just need to watch your porn yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there might be a reason I'm just like yeah go ahead and do that but yeah. I'd want to know like am I not doing that <laughs> yeah. what are you doing why didn't you wait till I got home that's a good point what if he was like this is this is just how I just you know just get it out I just I just have to get it out why waste that when I'm here? It's like, I got more for you too. Yeah, what if it's like a long day? Well, he better not work for me. If he doesn't, that's going to be a problem. But, I mean, I don't really care too much. It just, I feel like if he was always, if I caught you like multiple times that week watching, <laughs> there's, there's a problem. Yeah, there's yeah. a problem. If this is every once in a while, I don't think I'd trip. I respect that. I feel like if he got caught every day, that's a problem that he just, how are you getting caught every day? Yeah. Well, well yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's why you get doing it. Yeah. Over here, just sitting in the living room, like, come on. Yeah. 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 But then at the same time, I feel like that's part of the fantasy. Like you, sometimes it's, in, it's a turn on to look at somebody who looks like your significant other. But at other times, there's a whole different person that gets your attention. So I can't be everything. But at the same time, I probably, like if it, like again, if it was all the time, I'd be like, so what are you trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> What's the problem? Sure or I kind of know what the problem is, I guess, because... I don't look like that. Yeah. <laughs> what if you caught him consistently watching, not the same video, but like the same type of girl and she wasn't the same as you? Would that be a red flag? Well, no, not necessarily. That just would probably mean that's his kink. That's like his right. freaky thing that he likes that's not me. What did you think, though? Like, if it's consistent like that, that that is what he likes? Yeah. But he can like me, too. Often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, let me ask you this. Do you think that you could... This is kind of like... A, really short term but do you think that you can love multiple people like be in love with mm-hmm. i don't think i personally can because when i am in love with you it is all the way i'm the same way but i don't think that's necessarily the case for everybody because some people love at different degrees and that's just their degree but for me i could not do that yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. like for me it would be 
I can be in love with only one person, but I can have love for other people that I've been in love with. Like, it, I can still say I wish the best for them and hope that things are going good, but that doesn't necessarily mean like that's just care at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, to be actually in love with, like, multiple women at the same that's time. That's exhausting. Uh, yeah, it's exhausting. It's one person. Yeah. It is. It happened to me sure. accidentally, but. Yeah. I was in love with two girls at once. What? It was weird. I didn't want it. I like. I didn't want it to happen like that. But like it just happened. Will? How? It is exhausting. Cause I was like, I was dating one, and there was one we were friends. But then, oh, like, I started to develop in the more. That catches you. And it was really like, man, I like, I really had to like choose which one. Okay. And it was like, it was definitely hard. Who did you choose, fun. the friend or the girl? I chose the friend. Yeah, I think yeah. that's better. That's a good segue into uh, what do you think about people being friends with the significant or not significant other uh, person of the opposite sex? Like, can hmm. like your boyfriend have friends of the opposite sex that he hangs out with without you? Oof. Uh, <laughs> that is straight. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It would depend on how well, like, I knew her as well okay. and kind of could see their dynamic. So this kind of has come up with me before because I have a lot of guy friends and there's been times where the girls are like, nah, you know, you're too comfortable with her. Right. But then when they see how we act, it's like, okay, I'm not even tripping. Yeah. yeah but yeah. if you see where she's kind of like <laughs> touchy yeah. and all that cutesy stuff, I don't think I'd like that. Well, no, I would not like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But I don't, I mean, I don't think out the gate, if, if he was already friends with her and I came on the scene, I would expect that there'd be people that I would have to get to know in his life and kind of assess. And if, if I felt uncomfortable and he's rocking with me like he should be, he yeah. would take that into consideration and we'd yeah. have to kind of compromise a little bit. That's a good answer. But now, what about with an ex? You have a baby with her? No. I don't get it. Okay, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. <laughs> so let's just say that you guys are in a relationship, your your boyfriend was in a relationship with this person, and you realize that just being in a relationship just wasn't the thing. Like you guys are just supposed to be friends. They were friends before, and then they're like, "Well, we okay. kind of went too far." So we so they were already friends. friends mm-hmm. Tried it, stopped it. That's a little different. I think that that could be something that you could be maybe could kind of work that out. But I also feel like me being a new girlfriend, I'm going to always have three eyes on that because you've been with my man. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's crazy. You've been with him, been with him. Like, yeah. that's, I don't want to be in the same place eating dinner with you and I know what I'm thinking when I look at him and then you're thinking it too. Yeah, or you yeah. could be thinking it. That's, that's a little too much. Yeah. Where I have to see you be, like, remember something or he mm-hmm. say something that you remember and you start laughing at <laughs> Yeah, you know, inside joke, inside joke. No. That would make me mad. <laughs> no. Oh my God, you guys think this is funny, yeah. 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 Okay. And y'all both laugh and I can't know. That's yeah. a big problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To you, would X only fall under, like, we dated, or does that also apply to, this is a girl up, like, one night stand, but, like, we're, we've been cool ever since, like, you know, having that one time, but. Yeah, I feel like if she knows you the same way I know you, that's an X. If she's been with you in ways I've been with Got you, you. Yeah, so then kind of, she's an ex, whether it was one time or no times. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. That's crazy. You don't think that? I do. I do. I'm just like, dang, like, now that you say like that, you could be an ex in a day. Like, exactly. That's yeah. You have history with him or yeah. her, whoever, but I don't, 
I don't need you to know what I know. And yeah. you're sitting across the room and we both know the same thing about my man. True. That's not There's right. the whole thing about sex and like sharing energy and stuff. And I don't want to know you right. sharing energy with that person. Or I, like those little things that you're thinking that you and him just do, but then she, she accidentally slip up and do it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> we got the point. That's just what we made. Yeah. Right. yeah that would be awkward. That would be awkward. <laughs> or she jumping in being like, you know how you like... Or, you know what I mean? Or just, it, can, it might not even be about sex, but like if she's mentioning, like, you know how you like your drink. Yeah. Not while I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> well, she you orders some no. drink water. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. No. Yeah. no. No, no, no. Yeah. Make sure you got the little moose right. cherry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Right. Speaking of exes, though, we had this conversation also in the past. What's a good way, or what do you feel is the best way to break up with somebody? I think, well, well, I don't think you should text message. I know this is the age of text messaging, and I'm the queen of text message. But breakup, I feel it has to be face-to-face. I need, to, I need to know why no text messages first. Because with text message, you can lose all the emotion or get way more than you need. Like, you can, when you read a text message, how many times has it gone left? And you're like, all I said was, but they felt that there was a tone, or they felt it was hyped up. But isn't that how it's supposed to be? Like, if you're about to break up with someone, you want this to be direct. Like, do you hate her or you just want to break up with her because if you hate her then okay but if you have respect for her I don't think I've ever been in a breakup where we're just like alright yeah I mean just, it's been heated uh, on for one minute. side for sure yeah I guess how do you break up with somebody and then them just be cool well then but don't you think the text messaging to me would like fuel me because if, if I'm already That's fine, I'm not to see you no more but if there's oh, like a, a just, respect level there, I think that for me, I would do it face to face. And that's what I said too. I was like, out of respect to yeah. her, I would want to say it face to face. Unless it was a dangerous situation, like we're like it's a really heated situation where we can't be in the same room as each other. Then. Or you caught them cheating on you. Yeah, yeah. That like that. Okay, you don't get my respect. But if it's right. just like we know this is fizzled out. I probably wouldn't do it. For sure. But what if it's more of, for you, the feelings have faded, and you know for the man you're breaking up with, you know it's going to be crushing. But that's all the more reason you can't send a text. Yeah. Uh, that's even more yeah. crushing. Because now you're screwing them over for the next week. Yeah. Well, I think it's more of a yeah, phone call. I'm, really I'm more of a phone call kind of guy. If I know it's going to be like real emotional, you know, like I want to like talk and you know, hear, I want you to hear me out. I want to hear you out. Yeah. But yeah. I just feel like face-to-face is going to be like, that can be... Plus, I don't really have a like, confrontation anyway, so I just feel like that can just be a real I get that. uncomfortable situation. But hopefully she's kind of got some sense about her and just yeah. ain't going to wild out. But if you know that about her, then maybe. Phone would be the least. Do not text her. One thing you should not do is email whatever. Our point about the texting, or actually our point about the non-face-to-face was yeah. now is this a waste of time for both of us. Like, we're wasting each other's time at this point. Well, she didn't know that till you text her. She didn't even know it was coming. Yeah, but this text, this whole text conversation literally can be wrapped up in five minutes. Now that she has to And I can stay on the couch, and she can stay at her house. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, no one got to do anything. I have those feelings, though. you just saying I'm done, and now what? She just But I'm not her boyfriend okay. no more, so why are you on for me? I'm just, I don't get that. I mean, why is that my problem? I don't but don't you, you yeah. care about it, though, they, right? They do make you listen to breaking up with her. What? You can still care about someone and not want to be with her. I get that. I wish her the best. Yeah. But your emotional baggage is oh, not my man. problem. And that's part of the reason why we split up. Like, I don't want to deal with it, man. Like, yeah. I really just don't want to deal so with it. So, this isn't yeah. a breakup that's out of the blue. Like, it's everybody kind of knows it's coming. My last breakup was actually out of the blue. Mine was too. Yeah. And that was. Yeah. I would say probably mine was too. 
And I ended up going there, which I didn't want to. Has it happened to you? Have you gotten a text breakup? No, but I feel like I would be like, I feel like I would accept it better than I think people would think I would accept it. Oh. I would do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Really? I feel like, yeah. Like, even, like, everything about, I equate it to my job. If I was going to get fired, just send me an email. That's real. Like, do not pull me in the office. And so that's I'm a business transaction. That's not... Very much. I, I, I don't deal with rejection well in person. This guy's like, so that's a you thing. That's not a. So I, and I feel like a lot of people are like that. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, and I guess you would know the girl on like what she would prefer. But for me, I would, it would be, to me, I would think it was really disrespectful if you sent me a text message saying I don't want to be with you no more. But a phone call is like, like phone call, I could live with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wait, what was the reason why you said a text message is disrespectful? Um, For one, you don't get to like, hash much out because you're texting but two like the the emotion could really either go like really high because you don't you can't read it or feel the emotion in the text yeah. mm-hmm. so either she feels like you don't care and you just threw it out there or she's not feeling like that you're coming from this nice place and you're you know you can't really discern that in a text all, all the time especially if your feelings are hurt now i think that if it's like under like three months then it doesn't really matter but if it's like if you guys have gotten to like an I love you stage, then you, yeah, I think it should be face to face. But if it's just like a casual thing, just say oh, whatever. Yeah, I think that that sums it up. That's yeah. a good one way to think about it. Agree. What I was gonna say. Get it back. Let's go. If you okay, so if if you were getting broken up with, mm-hmm. and the guy sent you a text message to break up with you, you said it's disrespectful because you don't have a chance to talk about the situation. Mm-hmm. If a guy is in a situation to want to break up with you, why would you want to do that anyway? Like, would you want to? Oh, back I see what you? you're saying. Okay, okay. So, but the thing about it is, I'm thinking that I'm like, I'm really feeling this guy, mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking we're going somewhere, and then all of a sudden you just stop that. I want to know why, mm-hmm. because even if it's not for you, if I'm doing something that I is going to make people not want to be mm-hmm. with me. I kind of want to know that. Well, I think in my mind, too, if I get text messages, break up, especially even dating for eight, nine months, I'm going to go straight to cheating. Like, that's just in my mind. Oh, like, if I get a text message, I'm going to do that. Yeah, true. And I'm like, you just met somebody you're cheating. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's a really good point. But I mean, so you just said that uh, I, want, I want to talk about this so that just in case there's an issue with me, I can fix this. Mm-hmm. That can be handled in the text. Not for me, it can't. Like a kid, like Not from me. like you are drama. What more do I gotta say? But I don't even know why I'm drama. I think maybe I'm just thinking because I'm not really messy like that. So I yeah. feel like if you're gonna leave me, yeah. <laughs> this might sound arrogant. Yeah. 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 I don't even know why because I, I know I'm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I respect that. That's what I'm saying. That. I had a question. I didn't send it to you guys, but I had a question that said. Um, was there a time that you guys were peer pressured into doing something and you said, wait, oh, and people didn't understand why you said no? Peer pressure? Yeah. I mean, I did not smoke weed until I was 21. So all high school I was peer pressured and it wasn't because I just had no interest in smoking weed and nobody could understand that. Yeah, everyone was like, why? Yeah. And it was always a conversation because everybody I was around always smoked mm-hmm. and I just never did and they didn't understand why I wasn't. But then, I mean, after a while, it just became like, I was always, McGrew was the DD, McGrew was just like, yeah. give it to McGrew. So I'm like the mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to be mom. I don't want to be mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of same, the same thing. It's like, I didn't start smoking weed until after high school, but everybody I knew was smoking weed, but it was just almost the same thing. I was usually some of the driver because mm-hmm. I was the, usually the more responsible person. 
So, but yeah, it was, I wouldn't say smoking weed probably. It was more because I saw how stupid everybody was. I was not interested in that. Yeah, I just didn't want to be hot. It, did, <laughs> it didn't look yeah. fun to me, and they all had regrets or mis- made mistakes. And I was yeah. like, why do you keep doing this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that young. Mm-hmm. What about did you? Wanna- uh, for me, it'd probably have to be driving. So I didn't uh, get my license until I was 23. That's when I went to driving school. And uh, people always... <laughs> you walked in and be like, hey, <laughs> The worst 16-year-olds. No, the worst is like, hey, like, like Tim. Tim's like 16. Hey, Tim, can you show Jim how to do that turn? Oh, oh like, wait, the worst Why part. don't you driving school at 23? Because I just didn't know how to drive. Oh and so, like, and growing up, like everybody learned how to drive at like 16. And I always had a fear of driving. And so people would always like, we got to learn to drive. Do this. But I never told them I was just scared, you know, because yeah. I tried driving one time almost crashed like my first time driving almost crashed in an empty parking lot and I was like just like traumatized <laughs> this is not for me I was yeah. never driving at all like my plan was to like move to downtown Seattle I'm, like, oh, I'm just not gonna never have to drive but, yeah uh, that was my plan in high school but that then you like mapped your life out around <laughs> yeah <laughs> I swear to god bro that's why taxis were big too so I'll like, catch a cab if I need to go somewhere yeah. I'll be good so but, you ain't got no car though I mean yeah that's true yeah so <laughs> that's funny though the reason why I asked you guys that is because I had a situation a few weeks ago mm-hmm. where one of my coworkers was like, hey, let's go meet up at this bar or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. And we meet a couple other coworkers. And we get there, and it's like this country bar or whatever. I was like, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> but since y'all are here, and this is what you guys show, whatever. Yeah. So we get there, and uh, I'm sitting in the parking lot. It's me and then this other coworker, and they're both white, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, and this truck goes by and parks in the parking lot with two big old Confederate flags. Oh, no. Flags, and out the back, like huge. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm like, I'm not going in there. And they're like, why? Like, Did what? you get that? No, man. That's crazy. Like, like, what do you that mean? Is why? Crazy. crazy. Yeah, man. I was like, you've clearly never been black. Like, no, yeah. clearly. Like, I'm not going yeah. there. I already didn't want to go in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. That really was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. But that that is a really messed up situation i went to wazoo which was uh, like 98 percent white yeah and there are white people from small towns like literally there was a girl that said i've never seen a live black person before to me the first day i got there what? yeah Damn. so being in a <laughs> situation crazy. with white people who don't even have a clue what's going on and you're like if i'm really out here by myself like yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it goes down nobody is mm-hmm. understanding yeah, like a dangerous situation especially in yeah, just, people just don't care anymore. They don't. Like they will, That's they will fight you. That. I literally said that to him too. Like, uh, if I go in there, I'm by myself. Yeah, like, you don't get there. He's like, no, I got your back. I was like, no, no bro. You know. Like, you don't know the signs. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know when shit's about to pop up. That's like nine of them are on top of me. Exactly. You're gonna be found. Like, I'm not doing that shit, bro. <laughs> so, what is it that you do? I work. Um, with first-time moms, I'm a social worker, and I help them get back on their feet after they've had their baby. That's amazing. Oh, okay. It's really dope. What, what, uh, what needs to be qualified, or how does the how girl have to be that? qualified to oh, be helped by you? Yeah. So we get our referrals from the public health nurse, which is good because they typically work with low-income moms that wouldn't necessarily get medical attention Maybe they wouldn't follow through with that as much. Gotcha. So the public health nurse goes to their home and does a lot of the check-in so that they aren't having to go out into the get to the medical mm-hmm. clinic. Um, so those referrals come directly from the nurse, and then once they send them over to us, then that's... But they have to be less than four months pregnant, um, low income, and that's pretty much it. Well, so you, you have these 
girls before they actually give birth. Yeah. Got mm-hmm. it. So sometimes I get them before they have birth, they give birth, and then other times I get them after the baby's there, just depending on where they're at. Some of them aren't ready to get back to work or go to school. So they're kind of working on other barriers to help them get to that point, and that sometimes takes longer than their pregnancy. Gotcha. Um, so once they're kind of showing that uh, motivation and interest in getting back into the fit, uh, into work or school, then that's when I get them. So sometimes I get them early, sometimes I get them a little bit later. Oh, wow. But I work with them until their child is two. Do you refer to them as clients? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I don't want to say client in the sound. Yeah, no, and, client. In or something. Yeah. What are some of the credentials needed for someone to have that, that kind of job? So, the crazy thing is, my degree is nowhere near this. I went to school for communications, broadcast, broadcast journalism. I got out of school, needed a job, started working with kids before and after school, started one of the nonprofit route, and you just I just kind of wound up into it. So, I think most of my experience is what qualified me, because it's really not my formal education. I did not do any study for that. Um, but with this specific job, they do require a degree, I guess, just so that you have this base knowledge, I think, that they think you'll have. And then, um, they think you'll have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, they, I just applied and we've been doing it. So I did all this work for years with nonprofit, but nonprofits, you don't make any money. Yeah. And I was really about to change fields because I was tired of being poor. And then I was like, the county is paying this to do what I do. Yeah. So I just jumped over. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) So were you just looking for just any kind of job or did you have like set on you wanted to work with mothers or do that like that kind of route? So all of my nonprofit experience was with employment and education already. And so I'd work with um, homeless population, um, DSHS clients, so people that are on the state assistance. Just a bunch of different types of population. This yeah. was the first one that I worked with a specific group. And when I saw it was first-time moms, even though I don't have kids, I was like, I want to be around these babies and yeah, kind of yeah. get my feeling that. And so it just kind of worked out that way. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the most difficult aspect of your job? Because it sounds like it's pretty difficult, especially if these women are in difficult situations. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it wouldn't be easy. Yeah, because there's not a lot of resources for anything, especially housing and daycare. And the way the systems are set up is that they say, we want you to get this job, get this job, get this job. But when they do get the job, now they're disqualified from the assistance they were getting before that helped them keep the job, would help them keep the job. So you have a client, she's young, you get her a job, she's making $15 an hour working full time. We're like, yeah, everybody's high-fiving. But now the state comes back and says, but we're going to take all your food stamps, we're going to take all your childcare costs away, and um, no more cash assistance. So now the $15 really looks like $5 an hour because she's having to pay all this stuff that she can't really afford. So then they quit so they can get back on assistance because they could live before. Now you're scraping by with this 15-hour, this job that you think is going to be helpful, and it's really more problems than good. Do you think that that's the the biggest uh, misconception, I guess, with the help that you guys give them is that you getting them a job is their way out. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is in a way, but that's only if they're making, especially Seattle, you gotta make like 30 bucks an hour to do anything. Yeah, And so you're coming out with a high school diploma, maybe, and 
people think that we're like helping them get off the system, but sometimes I feel like what I'm doing is harming them more because right. I'm giving them this glimpse of independence and they get to feel that like, oh, I, I'm doing this all on my own. But then when everything gets snatched from them, they're worse than they were. So everybody thinks like, oh, well, they, they need to just get off the system. But if right. they get off the system, who can live out here? We're all one paycheck away from being on the system. Like one accident, one month of not being able to care for yourself. Right. People don't have just once a month stacked up. One accident and now you're in this situation and all of a sudden you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Why yeah. would you think that me making $15 an hour means I can pay $800 a month in childcare? Right. On top of rent. On top of rent and lights. Yeah. And then if I do things on the side to make my money, then you're coming after me more and saying I have to pay you back. Like, there's no win. Right. There's no win for me. You think the lawmakers that put that in place, that if you have a job, we take away your, your benefits? Do you think they know of this, like are aware of this? They don't care because it's not affecting them. Right. And all they're looking at is the money that the state is shoveling out to these people who don't want to work. Mm. And that is really not the case. I've seen so many people who are like, I will do any job you have. Please find me a job. Yeah. And as soon as we find them, they're like, that, like they don't even give them a grace period. It is literally, you get your first paycheck and they snatch it. So you don't even get to kind of catch up, like, and you're already behind. Yeah. So you can't even catch up. You start off in the negative, and then you stay there. That's what I'm learning. The older I get, it's like, for example, you pay off a credit card. Mm -hmm. If you don't have, like, you pay it off, if you don't have something that's going to make you not go back to that. Yeah. Or even just, like, transitioning between jobs. Like, you have to set it up perfectly. Right. So that you don't miss a paycheck or miss benefits or anything like that. Because you never know what's going to happen that week or two. And that's happened to me. Like, when I switched to this job, I switched in the middle of their pay period. Now, when I... So, I'm working nonprofit. That's the poor job. So, I barely mm. have any money as it is. Right. I switched in the middle of this new pay period, which meant I had to go three weeks without yeah. income. And I'm having to drive... I live in Lakewood, driving to Britain. And I'm just praying, like, I, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Right. Like, I, it's that real. Like, it was that real. I was right where those people are because of an extra week. Gotcha. That's wild. Crazy. Like that that makes so crazy. crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. so crazy. So crazy. So, um, the fact that they get their benefits taken at an unreasonable time mm -hmm. is something that I do feel like people should be more aware about. People, like the public, should yeah. be more aware about. What's something else that you think that people should be more aware of um that it's not in washington it's not a majority of black people on welfare or getting state assistance that i served i have actually interesting fact about that real quick there's a lawsuit or there's people that just got busted and they did one hundred ten thousand dollars in tax fraud every single one or not tax fraud uh, welfare fraud every single one of them in the picture is white mm -hmm. like there's this common misconception that it's only minorities only black, black and brown yeah. and it's not I worked at DSHS in Lakewood, and I probably, the whole time I was there, had like maybe 20 brown or black clients. The rest were all white women. Wow. But everybody says it's black people, so I'm yeah. thinking we're going to have all these black people in here. Right. It was months before I had a black client. See, I would assume that it's all black people because I That's hear the narrative. It's yeah. here. No, it's yeah. not. Not That's in this crazy. state. It's yeah. a lot of white people. White women are huge on right. state assistance. Why do you think that is? Versus, like, why is it them versus somebody else? Or just... Yeah, well, okay, what what would you say the percentage of white people is, or uh, white women is in that? Out of my, um, what I can speak for, I would say probably a good 70%. Okay, wow. mm -hmm. that's a lot higher yeah. than I thought it was going to be. A lot. So, yeah. 
you guys could just if you walked in there on a Monday and just walked in the, the lobby, you would see it's yeah. they're just it's all white women. In well, there. What makes it not proportionate? I guess is my question. Maybe not just that I right. not that I want it either way. Obviously, but I'm just curious. Well, I I'm wondering if maybe it's because maybe not that many black people live in this area, or maybe they're in different pockets. But I've been here all my life in Tacoma. So probably if you went to the Tacoma office, you might have a different number, mm-hmm. possibly. Okay, that makes sense. I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing it might be different. In you said you were in Lincoln? I was, when I was doing DSHS, I was in Lakewood. Okay. But I would assume Lakewood would have had a bunch of people too, but we yeah. didn't have a lot. For the majority of the clients you have, how would you kind of rate the family support that each of them has? Do you feel like there is not a lot of family support? Do you feel like most of them have solid... I think it's like 50-50, honestly. I I think the ones that I have to work with more definitely do not have family support. There's some that you have to see like weekly. Um, But then there's others that do have a good support system and the father's in the picture and his family's helping. So there is a good balance. What What percentage would you say are single mothers? So... Single as in married or just single as... Single as in that there's no help from, no. from the father. Okay. Um, probably 70% wow. of that too. Yeah. A lot of the dads that I come across, they're either incarcerated or just not claiming the baby or mm-hmm. just ain't worth a damn. Gone, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are though, I do have some dads that are really involved. And I mean, they work, they're trying their best, they're, mo- they're supportive of their wife, they're trying to just make things happen. And it's just difficult. Like one, she was pregnant, about to have her baby. He was getting up every morning to catch the bus all the way down to Olympia for this job. And so it was like a four hour morning commute for him. And then he has to still walk like two miles to get to the job because of the bus stop didn't take him there. So she called me and was like, we're on our way to the hospital. There's no way he's gonna get here in time. So I had to go all the way down to Olympia, pick him up to get him so he could see the birth of his baby because he would never have gotten there. It would have been the next day by the time he got yeah. there. You're sure really like in the pause button right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta like insert that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. if, he wasn't, awesome. if he wasn't a good guy, I would not have done that. But right. he was like a real dude. And you could tell he was trying. Yeah, yeah he so. was trying hard. Yeah. It's nice to hear that people like you in those kind of positions though because I feel like the most uh, meaningful work that, that comes out of a position like that are people who go above and beyond the job description. I'm sure there's a lot of people who could sit there and just be like, Oh, this is all I need to do, but to And when you get to that point you need to stop. Yeah. You really need to stop. And there's always those people. Like there's always those people that hate their job or just hate helping people. Right. Why are you here? <laughs> Why are you here? Just retire and be done or get out the way. <laughs> do you think that that comes with being jaded though from the job? Because I know like with teachers especially, like a lot of them go in gung-ho, ready to do it, and then years go by and they just stop giving a fuck because it's just yeah. so tiresome. I think that does have a lot to do with it, but I also think too, like their previous experience with maybe just how the system set up for them, like their management or how their organization didn't support them when, when things were hard, just made them stop caring. Right. If they're not getting the support to help people, because a lot goes into it. I yeah, mean, yeah. It, there's a lot that goes into that. If you, <laughs> if you aren't getting that support from your boss, and you feel like they're just letting you get beat down, Yeah. then you kind of get over it too. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What, if you can pick one thing that would help your job the most, what would you choose? Anything. But there would be more housing, uh, affordable housing, and daycare. 
and that daycare was universal. Everybody just needs daycare. It just needs to be that. Yeah. Just like we need medical, you need to have daycare. Everybody should have daycare. Daycare is expensive. $1,600 for an infant to be yeah. there three hours? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Who can afford that? My mom, so I was raised in a single parent household. My mom was paying like $1,400 for me to go to kinder care. And yeah. then she switched me to this other place, Smart Start, which wasn't even anywhere near nice as kinder care, but they still were $1,300. That's wild. Just yeah. today, we looked up, we called this place because she needs it for an infant and first. Three hours a week, a day, sixteen hundred dollars. Wow! Not even a full day. Yeah. It was like twenty four hundred dollars for a month of daycare, like a full day. Is that? In- that is. This. What does daycare even do? Like, do they pay for food? Or just, yeah, yeah, I mean, they get feed them. Filet mignon. <laughs> but three, three hours is very much. And it's an infant. That's you're saving your milk, or <laughs> it's it's <laughs> formula, or your milk. So you're. You, they should pay you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's, that's robbery. Yeah. <laughs> or at least deduct that out of the, yeah, the cost. The cost. Mm-hmm. That's an expensive babysitter. It's too much. Way too much. So yeah. for people that um, don't know, what would you say the biggest ripple effect is from what you do? Like for, I don't know, maybe a family or for the family or for like the general population or what? I think that we help them at least find or gain skills that they will be able to take with them for just on just ongoing. So either we're helping them get into school, which maybe sometimes that means paying for tuition, um, or just helping them get that job and we have to buy the shoes that they need to be able to keep the job. They're just little things that kind of help them keep getting making steps forward. Yeah. But it's very, I mean, we only have two years and that seems like a long time to people, but that's not a long time. It's not. When you're starting that. from below mm-hmm. and you're having to just get, we, sometimes we just get to the even, breaking even yeah, in two so years. Crazy. And then I have to let you go and because you don't have a support, you might go back down. Right. So, I think just, I'm hoping, for me, I hope that my clients have those transferable skills that they can take with them, and when they're not with me, be able to apply them and learn how to advocate for themselves so that they can get the services that they need and hopefully find some success in that. Yeah. Is that like the first thing that you do when you start helping these people is to kind of get them self-educated with how they can help themselves? That is. So... At least my style, because I don't want to babysit anybody, and I'm not really a good hand holder. I only put in the effort that you put in, so I match you. And normally that's not really true. I do above that, but I let them know that. Like, you, what you bring to the table, I'm going to match that. And we keep that energy going. So if I see you slacking, I'm going to call you out on that, but then I let them call me out. Like, if you don't feel like I'm showing up enough, you let me know, just so that they know that I'm in this with them. But really, it's because, for one, you would not believe how people change when they see somebody believes in them. Yeah. It's a little thing, but them feeling that someone actually cares, they all of a sudden just start doing stuff that's like, well, why ain't you been doing that all the yeah. time? But nobody ever told them. That's and if, cool. And if you don't set yeah, an expectation awesome. for people, they won't rise. Yeah. They'll rise to the expectation if you've never set them for that. They're going to stay down here. So when they see that, like, okay, she's really on me if I'm not doing this, or I'll remind them, like, what did you say the reason we were doing this for? Right. If that's not important to you, you need to let me know so we can figure out what isn't important to you. So you use those pieces that really, like, pull their heart. And a lot of times it's that baby. But um, you got to come on, let's yeah. do something. But yeah, we try to, I just want to make sure that they know how to use those systems and how to, how to, really how to ask the questions because here's a quick example. 
found this girl. We worked with her for, I worked with her probably seven months, and she finally got this job. She was there. They did her background check. We knew there was stuff on there, but it wasn't things that we thought would prevent her from working. She got the job. She was working there for three months. After she got there, they did like a more extensive background check, and there was something that popped up on her background, mm -hmm. and it was an assault, and they let her go that day. So she calls me crying, like, I don't know what happened, what it was. So I come over, we're talking about it, and I said, well, did you assault somebody? Yeah. <laughs> she's acting like she don't know, and she's like, I never had the assault. I only had the, the driving without or something like that. So I, she gave me a copy of the background check. I called the people who did the background check, which was Washington State Patrol. Washington State Patrol and the rest of the, the state, none of them talk to each other. Those yeah. systems do not talk to each other. So you you have to go to the right, the place that gave right. her the charge. So we figured out where that was, and I called them, which just took like hours, like three hours, because everybody wants to put you on hold, right. and nobody knows who they're talking to. They send you to this automated system that sends you to another automated right. system. And if you're young and don't know how to even like pay attention long enough, or have patience, right? She would have never gone through that process. Finally, we got to um, Kent, figured out who the person was that did it. Ended up they coded the, the charge wrong, and it was a driving without, but they put it as an assault, and she lost her job about it. So then we had to go to camp, get the letter signed to say this is the mistake, take that back to her job. I'm calling her boss, like, I'm advocating for her, this is what's going on, she did not do this, blah, blah, blah. They gave her a job back, and she would have never got that job back, or any other job, if we hadn't figured out that mistake. Right, that's so wild. And she would have never, if she hadn't seen me go through the steps, mm -hmm. she would never have done that for herself. She would have never said, well, let me call and find out. Right. People just let, you know, they just let things be, because it's, they think it's an authority, and they have the final say. Right. But I'm like, you can challenge that. Yeah. And fortunately, we did. And she's working. I mean, it's incredible to hear you took those steps to do it, but it's kind of sad to think about how many other instances that might have happened where exactly. they didn't have someone as resourceful as mm -hmm. that and willing to take those steps to get that taken care of. So, well, yeah. 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 Gaps. What, uh, what success rate do you see out of people that kind of move on from the program? Also, what do you consider a success rate? That, that was my question. Um, so, with you know, the county, there's specific things that they count as a success, and with our clients, for them, it's like who exits with their job or currently in school. Those mm -hmm. are what they find is success. But for me, that sometimes means nothing because that person that might be in school, that's great. But up through that to that point, we not, we just got her to maybe speak up for herself, and she's telling people like setting her boundaries now so that people aren't taking advantage of her anymore. Right. Or she finally got her driver's license, or she just her ID, or just little things that she's done, and maybe she doesn't end up in school or having a job, but to me that does not mean she's a failure, because mm -hmm. we've gotten her so much further ahead and closer to those goals. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I probably have had three clients since I've started working that I could not do anything with. Hey, please wow. toot the horn. Yeah. 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 It's probably three. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's after like trying to do something. Well, one girl, she had a personality disorder and I oh, didn't wow. know this and I came into one of the personalities and she was I was scared. I was literally scared. Oh, no. <laughs> well, well, how, do you know how many personalities she has? I don't, but I saw two oh. just in that moment. And, and then the next time I saw her, there was a whole other person. Oh, wow. Wow. It was crazy. And I yeah. called her nurse like, are you going to warn me? Like, yeah. <laughs> I literally had, like, the hairs on my, the back of my neck That's were weird. like, get out. 
It was because yeah. I go to their home. So you that was I need you to go in on this a little bit more. Like what, what were it's the like personality? Yeah, that, that's what she, I want. Okay, so I get the, the um, referral from the nurse and then my my first step I always just send him a quick text message and yeah. say, Hey, your nurse is over, are you interested? And then we'll schedule a time to meet. So we had been texting and she was really like so excited and wanted information. So I was texting her stuff that I normally wait till the meeting. Right. But I, she was so pumped. I was like, okay. So we're texting and um, the morning of our meeting, I always text them and say, hey, are we still up for today? Are you available to meet? And so she's like, no. And I said, oh, did something change? And she was like, I have group. Like completely different than the other day. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, okay, well, let's let me know when another time is. We'll get it together. And she's like, you never help me. You've never been any help to me. You're always causing me trouble. And I said, hi, so and so. This is Candace from because yeah. I'm thinking she's thinking I'm somebody else. Yeah. And she's like, I know who the f you are. I don't care who you are. Like going off in this text message. Then my phone rings and it's her. I'm thinking she's gonna say, I'm so sorry, I thought you were my baby's daddy or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, when I tell you cuss out, that girl cussed me all the way out. Like, I mean, she used combinations of cuss words. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even heard before. So then I get, on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I get on the phone with her nurse and I'm like, uh, I don't know what just happened, but I seen two different things and the nurse is like, oh yeah. I mean, she's very, um, like kind of a hippie, very y'all love each like, other. Like no, Cheryl, tell yeah. me what's, exactly. what's I, was, she's like, I was gonna mention that to you, but I didn't want to bias you. I said you were gonna let me walk into her home with not knowing which personality I was about right. to be dealing with, and she's like, "Well, I, I was hoping that you would make the appointment with me, but you never said that." Yeah. And so I, I would just walk in there. So then I was like, "Well, I'm cool. I'm not going." And then she's like, "Could you please come with me?" So I went with the nurse, yeah. and the whole time I was there, she, <laughs> the whole time I was there, the first, like, I was sitting by the nurse, and I wasn't really saying anything, and then I heard this, oh, that would have ran, yeah, I'm like, okay. I turned and kind of just was looking out the side, but I didn't want to look at her, so she knew I knew she did it, because yeah. I wasn't sure what was going on, <laughs> and so the, the nurse was just talking over it, and she's like, like, growling under her just growling and she's staring directly at me. Oh my what? god. I said, excuse me, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go outside and take a phone call. Yeah. And I just stayed out there the rest of the time. Oh, wow. I was yeah. like, this woman does not like me. Whatever that personality is, does not like me. And I don't want to see what happens. Yeah. She's I was in this situation. The first thing in my mind would be like, she's about to climb on the ceiling. Yeah, see, yeah. Yeah. Crazy shit. Like, like, I'm about to like, right. call off the yeah. Did I have the personalities? Split. Yes, split. I just watched it on the airplane, man. I haven't seen that. It's, it's, crazy. it's crazy, bro. It's dope. It's not. Nah, like, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like a, one of uh, Bruce Willis has the character. Yeah, that's, Unbreakable. Yeah, that's the second one. Yeah. Well, yeah. so actually, there's, it starts with, there's a 90s movie, Unbreakable, that has Bruce Willis right, in it. And then that. it goes into Split. And then the, the third one's like a combination of all. Yeah. Okay, well, that's the yeah. best song. Yeah, the first one's pretty good, too. It's like kind of a slow, but it's a good movie. I texted the nurse and said, I'm outside the door just screaming for you. Yeah. I was not going back in. That's, That's not a good text. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. yeah. I would have dipped as soon as she growling at me. I, I mean, like, I was so scared. Like, oh. oh, my God. And she's not breaking eye contact, not blinking, just, yeah. like, looking at me like a hungry dog. What do you feel like is in there? The devil. You think so? I don't know. It has to be. One of them? One of them is the devil. Yeah. So I have a theory about people that have different personalities. Me too. You first. I was going to say alternate timelines. <laughs> 
Like they're oh. a different person in different timelines. Oh. If you believe in that kind of stuff. But. See, I see it like this: a person with like schizophrenia or multiple personality disorder. I see like if you believe in souls, like when you're born, like usually there's like like a soul highway, and you got to take an exit, and that's your body. Yeah. Sometimes like five motherfuckers like well. <laughs> or maybe it's <laughs> like your energy is bouncing around, catching other people's energy and bringing it into you, and so you're taking on other people's energy. See, I feel like we all have it in us. Yeah. You just have to. It this depends one? on the door that's open that open that up. Yeah, I feel like I think about sometimes, and I, my okay. thoughts could be really twisted. I get that. So I think so, we all have so. it. It's just you're willing to open that door or not, and maybe they this personality just kind of lets them get a little bit of it out instead of being the whole evil that they could be. But okay, or so you say yeah. everybody has it. I don't think everybody has it like that though, where you're like. Um, Hi, I'm so and so. Hi, I'm so and so. You know what I mean? No, like, I don't right, have that, but I do. I do agree. With, like, there's times where you, you do not claim that as yourself. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. No, I, that's what I mean. Yeah. Or you just have those people that say they have a different personality. And that's just how they act when they're drunk. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Is there something that you want to like say that you think that people should know as? I don't know. Like what would benefit people? Or yeah, it's something like to kind of, you know. Yeah. Well, for one, poor, being poor is really expensive. Yeah. It is expensive to be poor because you don't have a lot. So you get your EBT card, but you're miles away from a grocery store. So where do you go? 7-Eleven, which is jacked up prices. Mm-hmm. Right. So you get, you run through that money really fast. And people just think that when you're low income or you're homeless, that you're lazy and that you just want to be on the state. And mm-hmm. I have... It's been very rare that I've had clients that are like that. Most of them really do not want to be on the state, and they don't want handouts. They don't want your help because they, they were one time us. Right. A lot of them had careers. A lot of them have education. But there was a bad period in their life where something happened, either a bunch of bad decisions they made or just life happened, and they could, didn't have the resources to jump back from it. And that's where you end up. But it's not always because you're just a bum. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you don't deserve respect because you're low income or because you don't have a home. Or, I mean, the other day I saw this man holding his sign, you know, on 84, when you mm-hmm. go, he was holding his sign there and this truck walks by and flicks him off. See, I can't. I'm just like, so why? Yeah. What did he do to you? And yeah. why would you do that to someone who's already down? That says yeah. a lot about you and not yeah. anything good. And I don't like the stigma that it means that you're just lazy, you're just ugh, like you're trash yeah because i've been where i felt like if something else happens to me i there's nothing else i can there's no more pennies for me to scrape together right and i could have been that fortunately i have family that would never have let that happen but no but not everybody's fortunate to have that mm-hmm. and you come here thinking i'm gonna get a new job i'm gonna you know make this life for myself and life just really kicks the shit yeah, out of happens. you and yeah. what do you do so I just think you treat people like people. They're still people even though they're poor. They're still people even though they're homeless. If there's something you can do to help them, do it. Stop yeah. waiting for like the safe. If you see the man digging in the garbage and you're walking into Pan Express, get the man a meal. Yeah. Like help him out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we've, we have this conversation actually on this here too. And I, I try to make the point that with homeless people, because I've done volunteering with homeless, it's you got to think that they might not necessarily be crazy or whatever you think of them. And they might just not have a support system. Exactly. Like they have nowhere to turn. Usually they have nobody. So mm-hmm. they have to live out on the street. 
And I mean, I'm not saying that across the board because right. there's a lot of mental health that goes into that with yeah, a lot of people. Absolutely. But there's this thing that I do every year. It's called the one night count. And that's where work, people get together and you go around and kind of count where the homeless people are. And you do it from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. And it is very eye-opening because the places that people find to sleep and the way they do it is so ingenious. Mm -hmm. Like, these people are smart. The way they're able to survive, because I would never have thought that. Yeah. So they're surviving and they're trying to make it, but they're with this program, they give you a guy that's normally someone who's homeless. And these people are hella cool. Like, they yeah. are just, you could see yourself kicking in with them. And then by the end, you're like, I'm going home. Wait, where's he going? Yeah. Like, it's... Sad. There's really no difference. Yeah. You're you're right there. You're really like one step from that. Right. Everybody's human at the end of the day. One yeah. step. I worked at a rehab center and people with people coming straight from jail, other people coming in because the court is saying like you either do this or you go to jail. And these girls are college ed educated, got in a car accident, broke their back, start they were prescribed oxycotton. Oh man. And they're that's what happened to them. And it just continued to happen. Someone could have intervened somewhere in there most likely to stop it, but if you're not looking for it. Right. But these girls are not, they're not just drug addicts. Yeah. Like they're not what you think they are. They're right. really cool people. Yeah. There's just one wrong turn. They made one wrong turn. And the turn wasn't even, they literally got hit by a car. Yeah. Like a physical car hit them. Right. And now they are addicted to pills. Yeah. Because they're hurt. And now people are like, oh, you need rehab. Right. Your look on life has to be so interesting. Like I know that because you're opening my eyes to a lot of stuff right now, yeah, and for sure. I can only imagine how you see it because, and I'm sure I'm like with the majority, mm -hmm. where it's you know you wake up, you go to work, you come home. Yeah, I mean, it's, you're not really working with people less fortunate. You're working mm -hmm. pretty much with like an evil play, even playing, like you know I mean? <laughs> even playing, <laughs> too, right? With people, yeah, and uh, yeah, so it's just. Like, I'm really, especially, like, ever since getting with Taylor, like, she's opened my eyes to a lot of the injustices, mm -hmm. and I'm realizing about myself that there's a lot of things that I'm just so oblivious to. Yeah. Like, just straight up oblivious. Like, nothing is, nothing is pointing to this problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which I'm not saying it's anybody's fault, but there's clearly problems that are just Unnoticed the, the, the awareness is not there. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really not necessarily not. because you're not looking for it. It's just it's not broadcasted. Yeah, like I feel like if there was, um, see, I don't, I don't know necessarily how I would suggest to fix something like that because I would say like a billboard, but even I don't look at billboards. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? So I don't know how that would. I don't have cable, so commercial is not going to do it. You got to do it on commercial media. Right, I'm in the kitchen. Commercial. You know what I mean? You got to do it on social media now. But I'm not on that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's there's a lot of things like I don't even know how. It, how I would be able to see without having a conversation like this. Yeah. Like, I really That's don't. That's a good point. That is a good point, because it's not, like, when they talk about it on the news, they talk about it in such a negative light that people are just like, oh, I'll get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Or let's right. let's take down this encampment and bulldoze it over. Yeah. Okay, so where'd the people go? There's you you, don't, you didn't else. bulldoze yeah. the people over, so now where's the problem? Right. And everybody wants to just push the problem out of their eyesight. Mm -hmm. And then they think it's better. So right. now you have all these people that lost the encampments in Seattle and they're walking around Lakewood. I don't mm -hmm. know if you've noticed, but Lakewood has a lot of homeless And they people. keep on moving them the corner to corner. corner like to I'm corner. literally witnessing them move. 
Like Metro is starting to get a lot too. Like <laughs> really, it's like every corner now. Right, yeah. and everybody wants to talk about like, well, now all these homeless people are here. Okay, yeah, so yeah. let's do something about yeah. it. You've had that Albertsons over in on in Lakewood empty for years. You could literally. Why doesn't somebody be like? Open night and leave in the morning. Like let people have some place to sleep. You got these empty buildings that yeah. you already keep the lights on. They're already you're already have the lights on. We can see you. Have them <laughs> check in at night and leave at seven. There's I don't you don't have to feed them. Just let them sleep somewhere. What you're Why saying? Why haven't we done that? What you're saying is so real. But I do want to say like I don't get how Albertsons has all these just dead stores. <laughs> like that blows my mind. Even the Target, the Target blows my mind. Has, has not been anything since like 1995. Which one? Target, The original Target. Uh, Oh, You're so sorry. oh yeah! yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Things, it's not been anything since I kind of think it's a secret government. Why don't, why don't <laughs> they just let people stay sleep there? I don't get it. Yeah. I never thought about just, that. It, you already have it. You don't really. Yeah. The, the money that it would take you to open that up to let people sleep there is less than you're having to do for the cleanups that you're doing to push people out. Right. That's so a you, good point. And you could put hundreds of people in those places that have been abandoned for years. All you need is these, like a, a cop. They're already sleeping on the hard cement. Whatever right. you give them is an upgrade. Mm -hmm. So just open the door. Open yeah. the door. Yeah, just give them some warm. Yeah. But do you think that a lot of that has to do with them not wanting to assume liability for those people? Probably, but you already I don't mean are. To say those people like that, but you know. You are assuming liability yeah. because if they can't eat, what do they do? You try to survive. That means you're gonna break into this man's car sure. and get something so I can turn it upon and feed myself. Yeah. And everybody thinks it's like the the crime is increasing. They're surviving. Yeah, That's, survival kind I'm of hungry. Story. My yeah. kids are hungry. Feed me, or I'm gonna find out a way to get yeah. there. I don't get it. I mean, it makes sense to me, but people are like, I, they they think that it like makes them look bad if they have people that are poorer than them in their neighborhood. They, there's like this stigma where they feel like big me, little you, but yeah. like. The same people got a son out that's a drug addict. Like right. you know that your son is out in the street that and you're so not even crazy. doing anything. Yeah. I don't get that. Well, it's yeah, actually, it's funny you said that. I made a Facebook post years ago. This is when Trump got elected, mm -hmm. and we were talking about um, racial stuff. And somebody was saying something about like a supermarket, but I was like, it's always you're always one person away from knowing somebody. Like you can sit there and pretend that you don't care, but one day it's going to be your grocery clerk, right. or it's going to be your kids teacher it could be anybody like you're one person away from that it's, so. it's true yeah. you're one person away and more people don't even realize how they're already touched with it and they but they think that it's like it's not me it's not right. me but like the cousin has a baby who the baby or the son or somebody somebody's going to be connected right. to those issues and now all of a sudden people want to get on a TV show and talk about it but they're not yeah. doing anything about it and just before you were the one voting against it because right. You thought it was bad to Nobody have these people here. Until it affects it's them. still affects yeah. you. Or you know somebody that it affects. Right. Yeah. I actually wanted to uh, move into the, oh. to, um, Tyler was telling us about your uh, fiance. Mm -hmm. and Did you want it? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, want, I just wanted to get your perspective. Thank you for on, being so open, by the way. Cool. Yeah, and I, I really do appreciate that. Can you say that. what the situation is first before we start throwing up questions? Okay. So, um, so I'm going to just call him Prime because I don't want to say his name. So, um, I've been I've known him since I was 11 years old, wow. and when I was 16, I was actually supposed to go pick him up that day because he wanted me to skip school and go pick him up, and we we're gonna hang out. And I didn't because his mom and my mom were best friends, and I was like, my mom's gonna be there. I know she is. Yeah. So I ended up coming at regular time, and when I get to his house, my mom said they had come and arrested him, and so 
I was shocked, didn't know why. Um, a couple weeks before that, he had called me and said the store that he used to manage had been robbed. And he was like really upset because he didn't work there anymore, but he was concerned about the people that did work there and didn't know who got hurt and whatever. So they had asked on the news, like, if you know anything, come on down, let's talk to us. And so he did. Him and his dad went down there and they talked to him. He did polygraphs. He did all the stuff that they did kind of just to check in. And they ended up arresting him because... I guess it was all, well, it was all circumstantial evidence because they didn't have any footprints, fingerprints, DNA, nothing. And even the person that got injured said it wasn't him that mm -hmm. did it because he was like, I know him. It wasn't him. I would have known who it was. So we still were like, well, how do y'all arrest him? Well, they did. And he was in there for probably eight months before his trial came. And still the whole time, everybody's thinking, we're, and we're new to the justice system. Yeah. Like, nobody's ever experienced this before. And I'm green as all get out. So I'm thinking like, you tell the truth, you get yeah. out of jail. Everybody's like thinking, you just, you know, we, you don't lie, right. you're going to get out of jail. Everybody knows the truth. And it completely was not that. I mean, from the beginning, now looking back from the beginning on, they literally picked a person and said, we're going to pick, we're going to make this person our guilty person. Mm -hmm. So when he finally went to trial, mind you, he was had a public defender, which is the death for anybody of color. Um... They were going through all this fake evidence. And one of the biggest, the two biggest things that I think got him convicted was um, they took pictures of him at the time of the crime and then where he was nine months later. So at the time of the crime, the guy said he was bald and had a beard. And it was the opposite. He had no facial hair. Oh, what was his name? Oh, that. <laughs> um, he was the opposite. He had... Uh, just a mustache, but no, like not nah, a lot of facial hair, and had a full afro. They <laughs> took the picture that they had fixed to have him look like both, and only showed the audience or the jury the picture of him without the hair. Wow. And his attorney never even said like that he didn't object. He didn't say, "Well, you have to see what he looked like at the time of." They just showed the picture of him that fit this description. That's all the jury got to see. Public defender. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing was. The gentleman who was injured, he they talked to him, of course, hours the day before he was to go on trial, and the whole time he was 100% sure it wasn't Charles. When he got on stand, he was, said he was 60% sure it was him. Wow. Wow. My uncle happened to know one of the people on the jury, and the jury told him that the, the eyewitness, based on the um, jury instructions, because I didn't even know that. The, jury, the judge can tell the jury, like, these are the stipulations on how you have to... Um, vote or how you have to make your decision and it was it said in there if there is um what do you call it when they they pick you uh like identify? okay oh, yeah. some it's something like that but if they identify or if the 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 person the victim identifies yeah. you have to find a guilty verdict like it was literally spelled out which now has some become um unconstitutional and they took yeah. that away yeah. Um, because they did that to so many black people or people of color. They had these things that were making them vote guilty on, on these specific things when they, it, that's not how they necessarily wanted to vote. But those were the reasons he was found guilty. So he's been in there for 22 years for armed robbery and attempted murder. And the gentleman, I think has since died because I've tried to find him to see like, can we get you to yeah. fix your story? Because I really think that he was pressured. Like, he had a meltdown on the stage, on the stand, and he was just like, I don't know, I don't know, because they were badgering him, yeah. and he couldn't even, like, he couldn't keep it together. And I think he was really pressured. And now that you see, 
all of these studies are showing how they coerce these testimonies mm-hmm. and these statements, and that was a full example of it. So, he's been there for 22 years, and he actually comes home next year, next Ju- July, and that's where we That's where we need another applause. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear he's coming home. Yes, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate you guys sharing that's such a yeah, such a powerful story. Uh, that, it really, uh, I mean, it's unfortunate to hear, especially um, there's so many similarities I can think of between that and the new documentary, mm-hmm. the, oh, or like the special yeah. when they see us, and which I haven't watched. And I, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. It's too close. It's just too sad. Like that, everything I heard about it just yeah. sounds way too sad. And the, the Trump comments after it, I was just like, I don't want to watch this. It's gonna piss what me is this? You got the the it was Do a five. Yeah. Um, Amy Du Duvernay put out this. Um, um, documentary on the five um, boys oh, that were convicted. I have it on my list. I didn't it. Yeah, it's serious. I see when it. they see us. When, when they, they see us. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a documentary about it before, mm-hmm. like years ago, and I was just tore up about it. So yeah. I'm not excited to watch this, but I want to support her because I think it's great people yeah. are getting to know that. Yeah, and then, so even like seeing their, I've seen the, I've always seen the interviews with the actual mm-hmm. guys that happened to, and they. Mm-hmm chain of events it took for them to even be exonerated and once they were exonerated you know the, the kind of treatment they got is it like I said, it just sounds so the things that they went through though before eventually being exonerated uh just sounds so much parallel uh, to, can to i just person. say too like through this time he hasn't just sat on his butt like he's fought to get out so he's done appeals he's keeps up on the new laws and tries to apply there's been two times where they the courts have said that you have without a doubt proven prosecutorial misconduct, but because we don't want to take on the bigger court, we're not going to make a decision. So they'll tell you, you're right, and they're wrong, but they're too chicken to fix their problem, because then that means everybody that they did that to can now come to you, because he would set a precedent, and they're not willing to let all these people out because they made this... And that's supposed to be justice. Right. Can I jump in real fast? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's relevant to what you're saying. So, is he... um, Qualified for a lawsuit after this? Based off of so that was going to be my next question. Too. You have to still have proven. You, he'll have to. It, it'll be a fight. It okay. would be a big fight. And Washington is not that great with like paying out those kind of things anyway. But um, he's still so gung ho on clearing his name because he's like, it's one thing to go to prison for something you did, but to go for something you didn't do, and not only go, but you have you end up serving your whole term yeah. for something you didn't do. Like I'm about these people are going to pay somewhere yeah, in that prime of your life. In the prime the like prime. at twenty nineteen. Is that why he had just prime? turned twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I call him Prime because his favorite um, character is Optimus Prime. Oh uh, I think it's like he likes smoking prime. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you so. think the system is the way it's set up, is it set, set up for him to, do you think he's been re- rehabilitated more or is it more set up for him to go back? So you have to work the system and he has totally worked that system, but not everybody, here's the thing, if you've never had any options before you went to prison, you're not going to recognize any options when you get into prison. And one thing Prime always says is what you do in prison is, what you do in prison is what you're going to do when you get out of prison. So if you're sitting around sleeping all day, playing cards all day, you're not going to all of a sudden now want to go to work every day. Right. That's not going to just change. So from the very beginning, if it was even just sweeping floors every day, he always has a routine. 
because he never wanted to just get comfortable being in prison. Right. I don't want to just get comfortable here because then I'll come back. I mean, there's no reason to go home if I'm just... A lot of guys view it as like, I get to kick with my homies all day. We're playing cards. You know, we get talk shit every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. For some people, it's just their cycle. They're going to continue to go back. One thing I can say about him is every free class that they've offered, every training that they've offered, he's taken them all. And literally can build a house from the from the ground up because awesome. he's got no skills. That is hella dope. Because he keeps saying, like, they, I'm going to get paid from these people, whether it's yeah. actual money. You're going to teach me so I can make money for my right. own family. Like, I'm not going to have to get out of here and pay money to go to school when I can get it from you. But you have to really advocate for that because they don't just have these programs for everybody. Right. And they don't announce them to everybody. It's not just like... You would think if they're wanting to rehabilitate you that they require you to do certain things. And the only ones that get required to do anything are people who have um, drug addictions. Those are the only ones that they require to take classes. Wow. But every other crime, you kill people, they don't have you take no class. You rape kids, they don't have you take no class. Like it's there's only certain things that get attention and for some reason the drug addicts get that attention. But there's been so many people who go to prison and come out addicts versus they never were addicts before they went in. Right. So it kind of is counterproductive because the stuff is still getting in there. But you're saying like, well, we're gonna we're gonna rehabilitate them, but you're letting them. Everybody has drugs. Right. And then you put them on once they get out. You put them on parole, and one little slip up, you just send them right back. There's nobody coaching them or showing them like even how to use a debit card. Right. Or like now that they have those self checkouts, this one guy he was a, uh, is a friend of his, and he got out. And he was saying how like he went through the self checkout with his girlfriend when he first got out. So he thought, oh, this is you just check yourself out everywhere. So then he goes to um, Ross and he sees everybody standing in line, but he sees the open line. He's like, I'm just going self checkout, but it yeah, wasn't. It was just oh man, and so this, the lady was like, sir, you can't do that. And the little girl was like, he's not from here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, no. Because he just was like, oh, I'm just self yeah. But there's so many different things that have changed in 20 years. Oh, absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, oh, Self-checkout would be bizarre to see. <laughs> yeah. Self-checkout still confuses me. So they like, what am I supposed to be pressing? How much am I supposed to be doing? I scan right. one thing and it calls the lady. <laughs> yeah. 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 But come on, man. I can't the worst, the worst is when you get up there and you have stuff and you're like, damn it, I forgot something. So you have to try and avoid everything out and it sets a little buzzer thing off and they got people coming over. Ah, I just accept my worst. fate, bro. I'm like, man, accept my fate. <laughs> Um, but to answer your question, Sorry. no, you're not set up to succeed. Gotcha. Not at all. Gotcha. It's set to break you, and they do a good job at that. Do you think that it's set to break people because the prison system's so lucrative? So like Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. They know that if I break you, you're coming back, and I get another paycheck for you. That's insane. It's, it benefits them for you to continue to suck at life. That's so crazy. And so many people in there, like... And this is a false sense of uh, comfort because you go to visit and you go weekly. So you see the same people going and you kind of almost feel like you know them. Mm -hmm. But you don't know them. Like you just are kind of, you guys are in common space. Right. And so there used to be a time where I'd be like, he's such a nice guy. Why is he in here? And sometimes he would tell me and I'd be like, oh my God, I cannot believe that you put your baby in the microwave. Like this crazy stuff. Yeah. Where you're like, not everybody is prime. Like some people deserve to be in prison. But then there's so many others that you're like, why did he get that much time for that? Right. And then why did this guy not get that much time for that? Right. Same thing but different colors. I'm assuming racists get or not rape rapists 
get less time to Oh, they do. That blows my mind. Well, look at that. blows my mind. Pedophiles, they basically get a free 18 months. It's like a standard. It's because the people that make the laws are like, man, if I get busted for this, I want to get out. Yeah. Oh like, that's God, really what it is. They're so the ones doing the dirt. That's yeah. So yeah. Sick. yeah. Exactly what it is. They, the people that do to me the most deviant things are the ones that get out and yeah. come back and get out and come yeah. back. It's crazy. Um, to get away from like the injustice mm-hmm. factor of this, mm-hmm. how does this affect you? So you've been with him for... You know, 22. 15 plus, 22 years. All right, there you go. Yeah, 22 years. That can't be easy. No. No. And I would tell anybody who else wanted to do it, don't. It's not something I would, like, glorify. Yeah. So at what point then were you like, all right, we're going to make this happen? You know why? Because there's been, here's the thing. One thing with me and him is that but above the relationship, we've always been really good friends. And the friendship has <laughs> really sometimes surpass the relationship where I might not be feeling him like that. He might not be feeling me necessarily, but like I'm, we're still rocking together. So the support was consistent with me. It took the first few years. I think I was so gung ho because it was like, we're going to beat this. It's it's wrong. We're going to figure out a way to get you out. And you kind of have to have that hope anyway, just to to carry on. Mm -hmm. And so once he started fighting for it, I was fighting there with him. And at the time, my mom was really involved too. So she was helping us like investigate and try to come up with all these ways to get him out of there. And so the first five years, you're just on this like roller coaster of like, this is injustice. We're going to get you out. The justice system is going to work up for us. And then it never does. So then you're kind of like still fighting, but figuring out what your new normal has got to be so that Mm -hmm. you can get through this. Because by that time, he's really starting to feel this time. Yeah. Been in there five years. And for me, I was just like all of my things that I, you know, you would do in high school. I went to prom. I had a date, but it wasn't with the person I want to go with. Right. And then I'm always the third wheel because everybody has their boo or they're trying to set you up with someone and you're trying to respect your relationship. But like, you can't tell everybody like, oh, he's in prison because right. he got something to say. Sure. So it really kind of for a long time, I really isolated myself because I did not want to have to explain or justify my, my choice. And I think I was young and immature and not very confident. And so I felt like I had to. Mm. And it wasn't until, you know, my later, probably my 30s, that I kind of was like, who cares what people think? I'm yeah. doing, this is my life. And everybody who had something to say didn't have a man or they were be- their man was beating them or they had trouble. Like, right. I don't need advice from you because I see what you pick. Wait, their man was beating them? See what you They were with? beating them. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that man was beating up, he ain't shit anyway. <laughs> but that too, like, they, nobody had, like, great examples of what this should be, but it was like, oh, he's, he's this, he's that. And all their concerns were like, he's going to use you or he's going to get out and leave you. And I'm just like, but, okay, but yours is here and left you. So what's yeah. the difference? I, I mean, I'm mean, Right. But at the same time, y'all are dealing with the same shit you think I'm dealing with, and I'm not even dealing with that. So mm-hmm. I had to kind of learn how to really be confident in who I am and what me and him had, because it was so many years I just was like, I don't ever talk about it. If people bring him up, I switch the subject because I don't want people judging me. I don't want them judging him because I felt like I had to defend him. And then one day he was like, don't defend me. Let them think what they want to think. 
you know, people in prison, what's the things they say about every man that's in prison, especially black men? Yeah. They're gay, they're getting it up the butt all the time, yeah. they're um, using their woman for money. I mean, it's all negative stuff. Right. Sure. And while I have seen that that happens, that is not across the board. But it does happen. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen. I mean, I know that it happens. But just because you go to prison, all of a sudden you're gay. I don't yeah. get that either. Like, if he wasn't doing that before, that doesn't mean he's just going to start doing that. Right. But I always felt like I had things. If anybody found he's in prison, I had to say, but but he's not that guy. Right. That's exhausting. I will say this, though, because uh, I just recently started hearing you talking about him more. Mm-hmm. I do like that about you. Because I never knew that. And I've known you for 29 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's opening up my eyes like a whole different side of you. And especially watching your vlog. I'm like, dang, like, I didn't know that you were going through that. I didn't know it was like that. Like, there was just a, a whole bunch of aspects about you that I'm learning. You know what I mean? So I think it's cool what you're doing. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool that you're sharing your story. Because I'm sure that there's other people in your same situation that are looking for some kind of, like, positive answer. Yeah. Guarantee. Yeah, because... I mean, I do, it kind of was, it's freeing for me to be able to talk about it and not care what people think because yeah. it is such a big part of my life and I felt like for so long, I could never give that credit and that is a big part of me and even though it's not ideal, I love that man and I love yeah. what he stands for and I have no doubt that what we are building together is going to be something. Right. You kind of picked the wrong one because you gave him time to think about how he can get back at you, yeah. <laughs> this system, and he's got plans and I'm yeah. right there with him like, let's do this, like yeah. we're getting our money back or we're getting our time back somehow from yeah. but it kind of, it really was opening or freeing for me to just be like, I am who I am, and yeah. I, I think I'm pretty dope. If you don't, I, you gotta talk about yourself. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's real. What do you think the biggest hurdle is gonna be when he does get out between you guys? Uh, yeah, we talk about that. Can I guess first? Okay. So, <laughs> you, I'm assuming you've been living by yourself mm-hmm. for a while, mm-hmm. and I remember when I lived by myself, it was amazing. <laughs> so having someone come in, like you have to be dope for me to give up that. Yeah. That. Independence, you know what I mean? Right. So I feel like that would be one of the biggest things that you probably would have to work on. I would assume. Yes, and I think that's the same for both of us because even though he's been incarcerated, a lot of his time he had himself by himself. Mm -hmm. And then even now, he just has one other person. So you guys have a routine, and I have my routine. Yeah. And he's very. I think because you're in prison, you've got to be really clean because you get sick and people are nasty coming in. Yeah. So he's very, like, very clean. I am, that is not my, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. and I live by myself. So I think that's a girl thing, man, I swear. <laughs> guys go, no, guys get all the rap about being dirty. That man. might be I'm true. Shit, I'm I am clean. not, yeah. I am a messy person. It's, it's something I've had to develop over the years. I used to be super messy, but now, uh, now I, I like If right. I put my cup on that counter, I expect that cup to be there when I come back to get it. See, I would have been picking it up, was, it, it put it away. So yeah. You want another drink? I got you. Yeah, <laughs> but just know that that's but not you're not gonna say what I say. So me and him, the one thing about Washington is you can have these. Uh, they call them extended family visits. Mm-hmm. So you can go and spend two days, up to two days with them okay. on the premises, but it's like a duplex. So it's not. I mean, I always tell him, I'm like, this is like a lifetime movie because there's a barbecue, there's a little swing out there. If you zoom in, you think, oh, this is a happy family. Yeah. The trees are 
breezing, the, the birds are chirping, and then you slowly zoom out, and then you see all the barbed wire around it. <laughs> that's like oh, the intro. Of exactly. Movie. Totally yeah, that's intro. Crazy. That's crazy. You wouldn't even think that until you look up and you're like, oh, I'm in prison. Yeah. Um, so you kind of get this, you get to be normal for a couple of days. I have to bring in all the food, bring in all the stuff, but once you're there, you can just kick it. Watch yeah. movies. It's once a month? Um, it depends. It's like every 60 days or so. Oh, damn. Yeah, but it's better than nothing. Oh, and sure. like, yeah. There's only five states that do it. Most states have gone away with it, so wow. not very many people have that. Dude, why would you go away with that? Because people do stuff that they're not supposed to do. I feel like that would make the population uh, inside be so much more uh, morale boosted. You know? It totally and, is. And sensitive, pretty much. It too. totally yeah. is. But even Washington stopped them for quite a few years because. Two guys went out at the same time. One guy, they were there. They knew each other, so they're, um, I guess, friendly. And one guy was out barbecuing, and the other dude slipped in and raped his wife. Jesus Christ! That's why you lose stuff like that. That's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> right. And then he did he do something to the guy? I don't think that ever happened because uh, this guy took that spatula. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. Right. Man, now he goes right. You know, yeah, like, I don't know if that even went, but I do know. Well, I think so because the like, man didn't have a life sentence, and now he does. So I'm guessing maybe something went down. Yeah, Frank yeah. yeah. But so now everything's cornered off. Like it's super. You do not get to commingle. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's a good thing though. Yeah. Plus. I mean, and at this point, they even—they do their counts, you know, because he has to count, be counted so many times a day and make sure he's still there. Mm -hmm. But the whole two days, they never count me. I'm like, I could be in his bed. He could have been chopping yeah. up, and nobody would know. Yeah. I've asked him, like, they ain't gonna check to see my bed. So did he have to? That's real. Did he have to get transferred to the, or did he have a say in where he got transferred, or did he? Oh just, no, you don't get a say. So it's luck of the draw that he got. To be in one of these places that no, all of Washington does it. Oh, word. all of okay. Washington does it if you're eligible. So you just have to be eligible, and I can't remember exactly what makes you eligible, but I know you can't have like any major infractions for so long. Gotcha. There's like different criteria to make sure you're not going to go out there and trip. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so all of Washington, if you qualify, you can have that. Interesting. What do you, what do you think the biggest thing that he's worried about when he gets out is? Well, he's very prideful. Like, he's very machismo. I'm the man. I'm the provider. And I think he, ha he, he, I think he understands that things might not go as smoothly as he's planning them to go. Mm -hmm. But I think that if there's a, the rejection on how he's going to handle that, that's my concern is how he'll handle that rejection. Rejection when it comes to, like, applying maybe for jobs? Maybe for jobs or just, like, not, not even – just not knowing how to operate out here because yeah. it's so different. It's right. not – it's so different. You said he went in at 16? I was 16. He was turning 20. Okay. Man, so I wish I was in the position I needed bodyguards. I hire him off time. Yeah, he's a big real. dude. Yeah, he is. When this podcast blows up, he's coming with us. But, you know, one thing that we have been and the reason I actually started the blog is because I was really making the, the my channel to be more about our transition for him coming home. Mm -hmm. Because I want this to turn into something where either it's a book, it could be a show, it could be a speaking about it, who knows. Mm -hmm. But I yeah. do want it to bring more awareness about it. And he's down for that. But even, like, I've had him just on the phone and he knew the camera was rolling. And he's, he's so like, what do you mean people are going to be watching? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't understand, like, how people can just see you like that. Right. Like, how you just get from yeah, that'd be a trip. It's so weird. This is Instagram live? Yeah. You just, yeah. Anybody can see me? Right. Yeah. Right now? But, That's crazy. No, I think what he's most worried about is just being a success. Mm -hmm. Like, he wants to prove everybody wrong. That he, for one, I'm, I'm not the guy they said I was. And he'll say, 
there were crimes I could have went to prison for. This ain't one of them. Yeah. And you can't say that. That's yeah. Yeah. You That's can't so say real. like if this if I'd have done that crime, he would not have been here. Right. You can't say like you can't say that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's funny though. <laughs> but yeah, like you'll say like there's plenty I could have been in prison for, but y'all got the wrong crime. Like right. put one of the reasons I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, are there any programs that help them transition from besides like I know the parole officer, but is there anything that like helps them transition to the outside world? He's really involved in this program called um Release readiness. Okay. And so they have people who were incarcerated before who are now working for the state. Wow. And like cool. doing really, really good things. But it's all about this reentry project mm-hmm. that seems like it's getting a lot of attention these days. But it helps them kind of learn their communication skills, their resumes, doing interviews. Gotcha. Um, there's a lot of pieces that go into it. But yeah, the point is so that they can kind of have a smooth transition out there um, where at least they have like their resume ready and maybe working on getting their their license because just up until recently to get him an ID for Washington was almost I had to write to get his um, high school transcript because they need two forms of ID you get your birth certificate but now who has an ID laying around 22 years later they don't count your DOC ID so I had to look at all the extra why would they not count that Thank you. Yeah. Well, here's why. Because people get arrested and give different names, and they go through the whole system under a different name. That's crazy. Well, you, they have, do you know, I'm sure many of your friends have gotten picked up and gave their brother's name, and not their that own name. That happened to my mom. Yeah. That happens all the time. I got friends that have the same names as their brothers. Shit, I mean, it's like Tyler's name for 10 years. I got the same name. That Oops. happens a lot where people have gone in under different people's names. Yeah. So it's not really you. And they're, they don't, what is, how are they going to verify that it's you when you're locked up? Right. So I had to order his trans, his high school transcripts. I was trying to get a high school yearbook so because so, that was one of the options. I had to get his birth certificate. And there was like two other things that I had. There was five things total that I had to get so he could yeah. just get a license. And then this year they changed the rule and said that his DOC license or his DOC ID could work, which is good. That would work, but a yearbook or that wouldn't work, but a yearbook would work. Yearbook picture, yeah. That's well, because when you it has get no fingerprints school, attached to it, no net, like what? But when you get home to school, don't you have to give your birth certificate? That's true. I don't know. I think, so. I think they have to verify. You have to get like shots and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe I'm just thinking that the system doesn't. Check you, or I, I thought that the system like really like no. this is a guy. This is yeah. you know. We got your but hair in the system, we got your yeah. DNA, we got your Are fingernails, you like, this is you. Does he no. still have, uh, like, a social security card? Yeah. He don't know where it's at. Wow. You have to have one. I mean, you got a number. He has one, but, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he knows his number. Well, I, I mean, like, the card. But yeah. Only he like, can go get the social security card, right? But you have to have an ID to get the social oh, security right. card. Oh, yeah, so, so everything was around this ID. Yeah. Wow. And I had clients that I had to, the reason I knew it was going to be a hard thing for him is because I had clients. And we kept running into that where they'd get these jobs and they'd say, bring two forms of ID. And all we had was this DOC ID. And they're like, that's not going to work. Yeah. So we're having to write California to get them to send a chance. Like, it was just a mess. Crazy, yeah. But fortunately, they changed that rule. So there, I feel like there's there's more momentum around it and more attention being brought to it where they're trying to make things a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But where he's at now, because... You have different levels, like you start maximum, then you go medium, minimum, and now he's at camp. There's which levels is, of the shit. There's definitely yeah. levels. <laughs> and I think the lower you are, the more it appears to be the more resources there are for him. Yeah. And he's yeah. been taking advantage of that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to get into uh, politics real quick because uh, the most recent presidential election uh, with mm-hmm. Trump versus Clinton, I, I'll admit I didn't vote. 
and I didn't I didn't want to vote for Trump, but it was hard for me to I know I couldn't vote for Hillary because of some of her history. Well, more so Bill Clinton's history with some of the laws that targeted young black men. And I have a like I have a cousin who's been incarcerated, and I'm not gonna like an angel or anything, but I really he's been kind of locked up in and out from like 15 to I think he's about 24 now, and uh, I, I definitely feel like they're. I feel like things were kind of set up for him to keep going back. He could have made a lot of better decisions, don't get me wrong, but it seems like once you're in the system, they try their best to keep you in. Mm -hmm. Did you have any opinion, with you being closely affected um, by that, do you kind of, is it hard for you to kind of, was it hard for you to support or did you support her? Or? So in that instance, I felt like I had to pick the better of the evils. Like We, had the, we said that on here, I think, before. There was no good option. There was no great option there. But I could not vote for that buffoon. I could yeah. not do it. And I, I just, for me, it's I could not not vote because mm -hmm. it was so much... I, I appreciate the effort or the ability to be able to vote. Being a woman and being black, like that wasn't always something I had. That's true. And so I had to vote and I just picked the lesser of the two evils. That's, that's, all, that's all it came down to. I got you. There was neither one of them where people I was like, yeah. Yeah. There was nothing like that. I definitely do for where you're coming from because I mean, you learn a lot about what black people as a whole had to come through mm -hmm. and I think we've only been allowed to vote for Not, 50 years yeah, something, something like that, like that and know? women I think was even less than that like it was in the 70s I think no, yeah that's crazy yeah, might have been, yeah. and I think the, it's the most difficult part she acknowledged it too like hey and I know we did those things back then but it's like what are you doing now to correct yeah. that you know because you still got guys you know getting locked up that they're serving 20, 30 year crimes for marijuana, right. you know, and that kind of stuff. And so now they shit. decided to, to make money off of that same thing. Yeah. Well, I think we, who's making money? Right. We might have right. exactly. even talked about you this on, on here when you turn on the Today Show and they're cooking with weed and it's like there's people sitting there doing right. 15 years of the same right. shit you're joking about. And it's because your state hasn't figured out to make it legal yet. Right. But as soon as you do, then, I mean, even now Washington's doing some of that where they're taking those charges back and reducing them and everything. But why was that? It just seems like they always were targeting us from the beginning because the same thing happened with crack. Once white people started using cocaine, all of a sudden it was like they changed the the, what, the sentencing structure. Yeah, yeah. But it's not until white folks do it that y'all want to figure out how to do it differently. Even yeah. like with this whole abortion ban that they do, all I, this is what I'm saying. As soon as we get the biggest, blackest bubba to go and impregnate their, their daughters, all of a sudden... They're gonna want this abortion ban right. or mm -hmm. take it off. It's right. not until there's they don't want whoever is impregnating their daughters to have the issue. Exactly. And right now you're saying that you're you're controlling whatever I do with my body and your little white girl Sally. Once Sally gets pregnant with Jerome's baby, that's gonna be a whole different conversation. Oh yeah, right. and All what's gonna happen is there's always. With that situation, there's always going to be the backdoor abortion people. It's always going to be there. So now, yeah. what you're going to take Sally to that, or is the the, the law going to change all of a sudden? Right, it's going to change. That drives me nuts. Well, as soon as they figure it out, then all of a sudden, like, oh man. Well, even with like the, with the raping thing, like a woman can go to jail for a longer time for abortion in Alabama than the person that raped. Right. Like, that's, that's fucking insane. That's crazy. insane. And insane, and that is crazy. That shit pissed me off when I heard that. Like, well, you have so the, the nerve to try to go after the doctor who performs the abortion. Yeah. You're going to charge him with up to 99 years. 
99 years. See, when I hear stuff like that, though, I immediately think of the people who are trying to push the law. And I'm right. like, you guys are really, you guys are doing this. And you're trying to protect yourself from this, man. Like, why yeah. else are you fighting this so hard? Like, that makes no sense. Like, right. so the rapist gets less time than the person that you raped. Right. Why would you fight for that? Why would you exactly. push that law? Because you feel like you'll be in that situation. You don't exactly. want to stay in jail. Like, yeah. The fuck? That's exactly because a lot of these lawmakers have that shit in their past. Oh, raping or they were drugs or whatever. Like it, or even uh, child, like child pedophilia, uh, pedophilia. And how many in this last election were those the smaller, um, like the Senate? That one guy, what's his name? Who had, was? They had proof that he had molested all these girls, and he was in the South, though. Yeah, the the most recent one I remember was the uh Trump had appointed that guy Kavanaugh mm-hmm. and the lady had to like really like I know like, go oh, like, beyond yeah, yeah, yeah. every means to prove that she was telling the truth yeah. and still like was discredited in the yeah. end, you know. And then this buffoon just yesterday her, he had the lady or just this last week the lady came and made an allegation against Donald Trump and yeah. his response was she's not my type. So what if she was, then she be valid? Yeah. She did it? It's like, how many accusations do we need against him? The same but accusation. If Obama had done it, he'd have been out of there. The first one. Out of there. Yeah. The first he would have never even got in there. The first accusation would have been over for him. So annoying. Yeah. And even if it wasn't true, they would have got him out of there. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, they, yeah. Because he wasn't even a U.S. citizen for the whole, the first four years he was in president. A yeah. president. That's crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. Is it really that bad, even if he wasn't a U.S. citizen? They wanted to make it, because they were trying to make it like he was Muslim and anti-America. Because you can be a U.S. citizen in, what, five years? Whatever the fuck it is. Well, Trump is working with Russia, and that makes him not less American. Like, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, you can also make the argument that Trump isn't really for America. He's for himself and for his friends. Like, it's a... That got me riled up. I know, (laughs) (laughs) Riled up. Um, yeah. I think we took a left. You asked a question. I don't even know if I yeah. answered. No, you did. You did. <laughs> and no, overall, thank you for being so open about that. That's uh, it's definitely a sensitive topic for me too. And to, you're probably the first person I talked to with someone that's been so directly affected by something like that. So I really appreciate getting your perspective. Well, even like yeah. coming from where we come from, like federal, we all know somebody that's in jail, but we don't really think about like. The things that happen to them on a daily basis. Why are going to the bus like that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come well, on, like we you know. said, everybody's one person away. They're connected some right. way. And I get why it could be a little shameful for people, but at this, I think it's shameful because nobody talks about it. Mm-hmm. And the reasons a lot of people go to prison, I mean, even within my family, when they mention um, crime, it's always like a whisper. Yeah, and we're not whispering, so why is everybody whispering? Like, it's always like that, and I'm not whispering. If you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it always has like this negative thing to it, where it's not good that he's in prison, but at the same time, he's there. He's still a person. He still needs to be loved. He's right. still your family member. Mm-hmm. Right. It, I match the energy, so I see what you bring to the table. I'm just right there too. I'm not gonna go above you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I got a question though. Um, do you feel like there's thoughts of infidelity? That he goes on in his mind? Yeah. You know what? Like, um, one thing I could say about him, even before he was locked up, that just was never really his thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he feels like he has too much pride to sneak behind someone's back to do that. Like, if I'm going to cheat, I'm not going to be with you. I'm not about to be hiding that I'm cheating. 
because he just doesn't really rock with that. I feel him on that one. Um, but I don't think he's blind. Wait, like, wait, wait. Can you elaborate? I don't know how you got that. I think, I think you think, I think you're talking about this. He think you're on the outside. Oh, me? Yeah. And you oh, thought so you're thinking about him I on the inside. Meant, you just told me he wasn't gay. No, no, <laughs> so. I thought you meant when he came out. No, no, no. Yeah, just that well, not when he gets out, like, you. Do you does think, he think I does he think that you? Oh, no. I think he knows that. I'm just not cut out for that. Yeah, I'm not. Hey, work. There's been one time that me and him were like really about to break apart because he was just miserable and I couldn't fix it. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't address, uh, like, acknowledge that he was miserable. And that was the only time I almost entertained somebody because that person was like, this is, I feel like this is how cheating happens. You're not getting something that you normally would get, and you realize, like, oh, he thinks I'm fly, and he's telling me I'm fly, and he ain't told me I'm fly, and that right. was the door that opened. But I saw that was what it was, and so me and him, like, it, it scared me because I never, ever thought about cheating on him until that one time. Mm-hmm. And I let him know, like, this, is, this, this happened, and I don't know what to right. do with this because I was so, I never had that happen before. So, but I, I'm just not cut that way. Yeah. I'm just not. Like, because I think when I have eyes on you, that's all I have eyes on. Mm, and great. I put a lot of energy in that. Uh, I'm, I, I feel like I'm the same way. Well, it sounds like it helps that he has so much, like, your guys' friendship, and he has so much, like, trust and faith in you to where he doesn't have to worry about that's, that's not a, like, a, an added, you know, And he was able to keep my attention. Because I'm not dumb, and I'm not just no regular old girl. But, like, he, his growth, the fact that he continued to grow intrigued me and also helped me grow and he would challenge me and vice versa i feel like you need that in any relationship for sure but being able to do that locked up to me that makes it even better That's because true. you you don't have a lot <laughs> there's not a lot for you to work with but mm-hmm. you found ways to keep it fresh and to make me see you as this man instead of this boy that a lot of them end up being in there mm-hmm. says a lot about him to me yeah sure. absolutely. i like that so no i don't think i he doesn't think i'm cheating and i don't think the reason I thought that is because everybody thinks they'll ask, like, well, don't you, aren't you afraid that when he gets out, he'll have all these options and he's going to cheat on you? I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah that that's, that's a question everybody asks me all the time. I can see that for sure. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, he only sees me for the most part. There's mm-hmm. not any outside people that really he really deals with. But he's very, like I was saying, he's very prideful. I don't think he would ever cheat because he would. Not like how that made him look. Hey, he'd be like a real punk though if he did some shit like that. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You holding him down that <laughs> long? The biggest piece yeah. of shit. Like, for <laughs> real. I second that. But at the same time, like at the same time though, me and him both are gonna have to learn how we work free. Yeah. Because we we, I mean, I'm an independent woman. I don't ask for nothing. I don't have to double check with anybody. I do what I want. I pay for what I want. I'm yeah. not. Like, it's just me. Mm-hmm. And he has his things that he does. And so we're going to have to learn yeah. how our, what our new normal is. I feel like that would be fairly easy since you guys are so independent and not cool. We're old, though. Yeah, but you I guys mean, are independent, though. Like, I, I get if you, like, relied on you that much. Then it's like, damn, well, I really got to do shit. And the only reason why, like, I, I can't get away from you now because you live with me. You know what I mean? So I, I get how that would be a problem. But, but when it, don't you think, like, two independent people, how would it, how do you now become not in, like, I'm going to have to curb some of my independence because right. yeah. he's now in the mix. For sure. But the sacrifice. part that you sacrifice is because you want to be around him. Mm-hmm. So it's not like yeah. it's a bad sacrifice. 
steps at that point. No, but it, like it's gonna be new for me to even just like, oh, let me check with him first. Right. Or let me see what he's got going on instead of me like, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just go. Do you think that that's that's really that big of an issue though? Um, I think it could be. Cause like I'll talk to like like single coworkers and they'd be like, well, yeah, you always got to check in with your wife, blah blah blah. Like talk about getting married or whatever. I'm like, but that's not an issue with me because like letting her know where I'm at like first of all I can get hurt you know what I mean yeah, it's her know where I'm at like that's it's good important. you know what I mean right. second it's like if I tell her where I'm at what, what? like no. I'm, I'm trying to figure out like what the negative so is. I don't I don't think that's how I mean that I don't think it's just like me checking in with him about that it's just me sharing information that I normally would not share because it's my business like mm-hmm. even like financial things mm-hmm. I don't, even now, like, he doesn't know what my bank account looks like, but if we're combining bills and combining all those things, those are things I'll have right. to share with him. Do you think you have to do that? I think that if I'm making a big purchase, it's considerate to his opinion on that. I understand a big purchase, but I mean, like, bills, though. Like, do you think that you have to share that? Well, I think we need to have, we need to know what's co- who's doing what. Like, you gotta, I, I feel like we have to communicate on how that works. Because now I carry it all, and so um, I'm planning on continuing to do that. And vice, and, but I'm not also expecting that he's just going to be shoveling money my way. So how, like, in your ideal relationship, how would you see like the most efficient way to set up your guys' finances? You guys each have your own finances. You guys pitch in. So I ideally, I always want to have my own account, and I think he should always have his own account, and I think we should have one jointly for things that we do jointly. So yeah, so maybe there's a percentage that we all every month we put our percentage automatically goes in there, and that's the joint things, and then he can do what he wants with his, and I do what I want with mine. Going back to your point about like sharing information, I could also see that being um, kind of a hurdle in the sense of. Let's say on every Saturday or you just like to go to like um, like farmer's market or mm-hmm. like do something like on your own that you're used to doing. Now you kind of have to console him like because you want to spend time with him on the weekend. So it's like, do, would you like to go to that? And if right. he doesn't, then it's like, what do you guys do? And that kind of stuff. And just, I like being alone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been alone for a long time and I enjoy being by myself. Mm-hmm. So having those boundaries still so I can get my me time because I'm not fun. I'm really an introvert and I recharge by being alone and also like being in the dark. Like I just like being quiet. That's great. That's how I And he gets up in the morning and turns on every light. I can't do that. Like we have, the first time he did that, I was like, brother, you got to turn that out and turn that damn TV down. It's too early. It is too early for all that reference. Like he was turning on the stereo, got the TV going and the radio. Whoa. And the lights on <laughs> and seven o'clock in the morning because I'm not a morning person. Right. Like so those kind of things we kinda of gotta figure it out. Like we were talking because I was telling him like in the house that I'm living now, I was like, you're gonna have to use the closet in the other room because this closet is so full. And so all I'm thinking is logistically it just makes sense. You have your own closet, it'd be all your your thing. And he's like, Well, how come I can't have room in that closet? I said, because it's full. And we kept going back and forth with this, and he was like, his feelings were so hurt. He was like, we're sharing the room together, but yet you don't want me in the closet? Like, he was taking it all personal. And I'm like, dude, I can move my stuff to the other closet. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the closet. i just saying, space-wise, there ain't no room in here. And so he kept on, like, he's like, I can't even have shoes in there? So finally, I'm like, 
what is the deal on the closet? He's thinking, because he, I always tell him, like, you need to stop watching soap opera. <laughs> he was like, we're going to wake up in the morning, and it's going to be hustle and bustle, and you're going to help me tie my tie, and then I'm going to grab you and kiss you, and and he's going to have a piece of toast on the way right. out. Like, like, yeah, yeah, we're helping each other. I'm wearing him to his shirt, and yeah. we're doing all this. I said, that sounds like the worst morning ever. Yeah, that sounds chaotic. Never, yeah. never about that. Like, yeah. that is never something I thought about, because I'm thinking, if you got to get up early, I'm going to get in that bathroom before you, so you out my way, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go do my thing, or vice versa. Like, I'm not trying to be rushing with you in the morning. That's yeah. the last thing. That's but we right. had to just communicate that, because he's like, I've always thought that this is how it was going to be. Like, we're getting dressed together. And right. I'm like, that is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, yeah. I want you guys to both come back on here, man. Oh, yeah. 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 Like a good six months yeah. in, you know what I mean? That would, that would be dope. So let's yeah. talk about this closet. <laughs> Did you get but just stuff like not? that. Like, he has been having his ideas of what we'll look like, and I have mine. And then we... You think it's a little thing, but he was really in his feelings about this closet. I love how your ideal is so detached. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, so I'm over here doing my thing, and you're over there. Because that's just how I do. But I'm going to have to change that a little bit, because yeah. he's, he's somebody who needs me to be and want to do what he wants. Like, yeah. I know that about him. Mm-hmm. And normally, I have to do that for two days, and I go home, and I'm like, I'm back to doing my yeah. thing. But now he don't leave. Yeah. So that's what happens. I'm sure it's going to click pretty fast. It'll, I'm yeah. sure it will. Well, I feel like a second now because I live with a girl and I just got the smaller closet. Like, I, I had nothing. <laughs> oh, he's still going to that closet. I had nothing in that closet. I'm like, dude, don't touch my clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Though. See, now I think about Should it. Should we put all the Ralph Lauren in a small closet? Everything, man. Everything, <laughs> everything, man. I can't even hang a North Face up in there. Damn. That's a North Face. I do have one question, and this is kind of a little bit heavier, but did, was there any ever point when he was in, or he's still incarcerated, but at the point, do you ever think he was, or ever had the thought that he would give up? Like he would just revert to whatever was going on in prison and wouldn't like try to grow or anything? Is there ever a point that you thought he was going to break? This might really sound arrogant, but that's not coming from that. I think if he didn't have me... Wait, so where's that coming from? Maybe arrogance. Yeah, talk about it. But I mean, not like in a, like, I'm so cool. I right. just think he, I kind of gave him something to work towards and live for. And gave, showed that. him a difference. Like, this is what you're going to have to do to get this life with me. Because even if he was... Even though he's innocent, but he was just being a Rudy Pooh in prison, yeah. I'm not sitting around for that. Yeah, right. Like, you, that... Like, if you're just going to sit there every day and play dominoes and try to smoke weed and get me to smuggle stuff into you, like, dude, I'm not doing yeah. that. I could do that with the dude out here and yeah. go to dinner mm-hmm. and he paid for it yeah. and buy me shoes and take me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not going to just do that. So I think for him to know, like, he really, from the gate, knew kind of what my standard was. Mm-hmm. And also, I think, too, he, he said something to me the other day that, like, totally clicked it for me because... Like, there'd be times where I'd be trying to explain things to him over the years, you know, and it would just not work or click. It would take forever. But he was like, do you realize how much of a delay I had? Like, I'm delayed because, for one, I've been in prison in a cage for 20 years with nobody showing me anything different. Nobody showing me how to get out of this cage. Plus, I'm a dude that only was, what, 19, 20 when this happened. I'm so far behind. And so now, like, he's catching up and... Like getting these, like he'll he'll say something, and I'm like, oh really? I said that five years ago. But now it's like he's finally seeing that he was starting out at a deficit when he right. came in. He was already 
kind of at a deficit and then prison just keeps you at that deficit unless you break through that that's interesting and he's done a really good job at breaking through that i i mean every class he can take he is he's always telling i tell him i call him the white people whisperer i'm like he's a white whisperer because white people love him and if you saw him and i'll show y'all later but he's not one that you would think white people would look at they probably lock their doors yeah and be like oh god but he has this like kind of um this charm about him because he's such a hard worker and they see how hard he how how hard he works but then when he, you talk to him he's not stupid right and it's like they love that like oh you a safe negro i can <laughs> talk so to you <laughs> i can talk to you it's and so make sense. Yeah, yeah. but it's true so you tell me that he's that black man huh? <laughs> yeah okay we found him he is <laughs> the crazy thing is even if you talk to him i'm surprised people respond to him like they do but they really do respond positively to him but i think it's because they see you his first impression's strong, and he backs that up. And it's not like he comes with this, all this jive talking and prison talk. I mean, yeah. we, they call it prisonese. Like you have these certain terms <laughs> and this way you talk that you know you've been locked up. And he right. doesn't. He doesn't do that. I think that uh, a lot of that speaks to your point earlier, though, about how much of an impact it has to have someone that believes in you. Because I'm sure mm-hmm. in that kind of situation, it's easy for people to just. Uh, keep their distance and even just to hear that you've been locked up without knowing the backstory it's easy to assume like oh well you did time you know you must have done this and that you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing so and i mean he lost his family through this they everybody started off strong and people just get tired and yeah. they fall off and it happens before he like we didn't even realize it but it's been like six or seven years before anybody since anybody in his family's even contacted they don't even contact me to see how he's doing it's just like out of mind out out of sight, out of mind. But even with like my family, the ones that did know, they like it's not like I could say they were supportive necessarily. It was kind of like, oh, that's what she's doing. But my sister and my cousins, like a couple of them, they they'll go every once in a while to see him. But it wasn't like it just was still like he would still not be put on the Christmas card. Like they accept mm. everybody else's boyfriend and I've been with him for two decades and y'all still can't put him on a Christmas card. Like yeah. he's yeah. been a part of my life all this time. And it wasn't, it just has never been like something people have really embraced. They'll say little things like, tell my nephew I said hi, mm. but it's like, you ain't seen him, you ain't wrote him. Like, is he really your nephew? Yeah. But at the same time, he hasn't either. So we, he knows like you gotta, he's gotta work that relationship too. But if, just from me, like y'all su- supposed to be supporting me, right? And you kind of aren't, but you. Tr- I think people try; they just don't know how. Yeah. And then I'm I'm over here not talking about it, so that makes it even harder, right. you know. So it's not like I'm saying anything bad about people. I feel it's like just, I'm over here sitting like, yeah, I'm that cousin shit. No, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Because I had a lot to do with that. Like it, it was the way I portrayed it or didn't portray it. Right. But you know, one thing with even my grandparents, my grandma knew of him. And the reason I never told her is because when he first got locked up, she said, what happened to that boy that got himself in all that trouble and got put away? And very, like, very judge, judging. Mm. And you don't know my grandma, but she is judge. She was like, <laughs> very judgmental. And I was like, I'm not telling her. She, I'm, not, I'm not about to have to go off on my grandma for talking about my man. Right. <laughs> That's just something I'm not, not today, do. grandma. Yeah. <laughs> not today. Uh, so she never, ever really knew that me and him were together. She just knew I kind of was still in his life. But yeah. you kind of have to be careful. Yeah. Very protective. Let's do that.
And then people think you have, for me, it's like, oh, she must have daddy issues. Oh, she must not got love. Oh, she's desperate. Like, it's all these things I got to be instead of just like, my man's in yeah. prison. And that's what love. happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's so, all it is. You're in love. Like, There's nothing else to it. I was going to ask you about the craziest thing about your job, or the craziest situation you've been in with your job, but I bet, or I guess the demon shit. <laughs> that was one. Then one time I came to my client's house and she was all, like her face was all beat up. And so I was asking a question and we were talking about the situation. I'm sitting in this like recliner chair that was like really oversized. So the back was really high and she didn't tell me anybody else was in the house. And I'm asking her all these questions about what happened and we're talking about it. This fool is standing over the top of me. Oh, hell no. And I was, I just felt someone looking at me and I kind of kept going like this, but I didn't look up till later. And right. so I saw her glance her eyes up. I looked up and he's standing right there. Right. I was like, we're about to die. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, about to die. Huh? For what though? Why was he standing there? Because we were talking about him being there. Did he like threaten you after that? No, he didn't say anything. He just stood there the whole time, and she shut down. Like everything was done deal. So then I had to call her nurse and be like, I don't know if I need to call the police because I didn't see him do anything, and she wasn't really telling me what he did. But we know what happened. But I felt the shit. I felt it. (laughs) I also felt him right behind me. I was like, and that made me. From then on, I never sit in chairs like that for one, and like have my back to where I can't see every exit in the house. Crazy, but that's probably the craziest. I mean, besides those two instances, has there ever been a time really where you felt like your safety was at like, like I don't know what the word I'm yeah. trying to figure out, but like you were in danger? No, there was a time she, uh, the nurse called me on my way there and said, don't go because they just, there was a stabbing between the two of them. So she called me and told me, I was on my way to my appointment with them. Thanks for giving me a heads up this right. time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so no. Fortunately, I avoided that, That's but great. no, there's not, normally you kind of can assess. There's been times where I've decided that like, let's do this another day because just the energy's not mm-hmm. good. And I don't know what that energy means, but I don't want to be here. That's I'm your intuition trying. telling you yeah, don't, don't exactly. go Exactly. So there's been a couple times where I'm like, you know what? Something just came up. Can we please reschedule? <laughs> yeah, that's but yeah, no, fortunately there's not been any issues. The worst I think is one client, like she kept telling me she didn't feel good. I was like, do you want to? In this, and she's like, "No, let's keep." Like, oh. all over me. Uh. Adult throw up on my clothes. I was. Is that chocolate? I was freaking. Yeah. Oh. I man. was literally freaking out. Like I couldn't even. Like Polynesian sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whole hey, shut up, Polynesian sauce. God, it was so bad. And then I had to like, I was calling my boss, telling him I was going home to change my shirt, and then he's being an ass about it. Like, well, you don't have extra clothes with you. Yeah, because I planned for that. Yeah. Yeah, I planned <laughs> And you're driving right? home with. Oh, oh God. yeah. It was just like. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I was driving home naked. Straight up. Not get in my car. I'll stay. That's like a usual thing for you. I'm just saying, driving around naked. In my mind, I know I can do it. Oh, man. That's too funny. That was disgusting. It was disgusting. It would be one thing if it was her baby. Yeah. Yeah. Not adult throw up. Adult throw up is a whole different that's a whole different no, thing. No, stomach acid, period. Oh. No, I don't care. Baby, adult. No, because I had my nephew. He was like, one, he threw up on my shoulder. You kept wearing a shirt? I didn't keep wearing it, but it wasn't That's like. my point. That's <laughs> my point. Like, I'm not I wasn't like as a sure yeah. as she was. called the polo? What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, it was, the, uh, it was the old Navy one. So. <laughs> <laughs> the old Navy one. Yeah. $30 make a difference in your hair. It does.
Well, just so that I'll end that on a bad note, we do have a lot of success stories. And there's a lot of people that do come out of their situation better. We have people that come back and talk about like how programs have helped them. So it's not just so bleak. It seems like it when you're doing it every day. And you have to learn how to just turn that off and not take it home with you because you can't save everybody. But there are a lot of people who save themselves. So it's... It is the reason I love this job is because every single day you go home, you feel what you've done. Like you mm-hmm. know that you helped somebody that day, that's and that's awesome. a good feeling. Like yeah, it yeah, always absolutely. feels so good. And then there's days where you're just like, this day didn't go that great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it happens, and you just kind of have to learn how to cut that off and start over the next day. But a lot of times, people can really help themselves. They just need the tools to do it, and right. that's what my job is to give them those tools, and they do a good job. How do you prevent yourself from taking those bad days home? Like, is there anything you do? Like, for me, if I have a bad day, I like to meditate. You see everyone laugh because I always bring this up. But is there something that you do to kind of take like a shot? Clean your energy. <laughs> yeah. Is that becoming a game on YouTube? <laughs> my 90s R&B on, or R&B on my Pandora station mm. and then podcasts. Ooh. Like, okay. I love listening to podcasts just because. No structure. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Very often. That's y'all just playing. But I listen to podcasts just because you hear other people talk, you hear what other people are going through, and mm-hmm. it's just like, see, it's not that bad. Can we get some of your favorites off your 90s R&B? Oh, okay. I love SWV. Ooh. I love Brandy. I love all the boy bands, like Jodeci, Boys to Men, H-Town. I have a, I have an idea. So at, every, at the end of every podcast, we do a playlist. You should send us a list of your favorite 90s, and we'll make that the playlist. Ooh, yeah, I, like that. I like that. Because I love 90s. Song. Be on there. That's yeah. my jam. They're like, I love Song Pepper. I love 90 by Nature. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I, okay. Do that. I like that. <laughs> that was the same with the <laughs> 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 That's the playlist this week, guys. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Um, so I was going on the wild. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, shit. Wow, and then plug. Don't forget, we got to plug. Wow's our other words of wisdom. Oh. Yeah. Well, you should do awards oh. wasn't for sure. And then you, if do you have like maybe something you can say? That, well, I guess you kind of already said something. Would you have some words of wisdom to share, or like just something? Um, I think this is. Can you hijack my words of wisdom, bro? <laughs> I'm just saying, since she's a guest, this is my moment, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a guest. He's like, don't steal my thunder. Yeah. Um, people are people. At the end of the day, they're all we're all the same as far as being human beings, and you just need to have some empathy for that person and realize that. You're going home, they're not all the time going home. And just count your blessings on that, but still try to show some, just try to, that, those are the, the little things that you can do to just be better and help those people be better. Mm-hmm. If you see someone that needs it, I'm not saying give money to everybody on this the corner, but you'll know when it's time. Like you yeah. get that conviction in your heart, it's like, I'm going to get him something this today. Or the next time I see him, I'm going to do that. So follow through with that because we're literally one accident one bad day away from that being us and you'd want someone to care for you that's so scary man sure just that's show a little consideration yeah there's still people that's real between your experiences with your clients and um in your relationship i hope that our listeners take away take that away like uh yeah, not grouping everyone into one yeah. category you know, yeah being able to see people as individuals mm-hmm. and learning their stories before mm-hmm. making those judgments yeah. i do too my wow actually uh, supplements this pretty well. And Taylor told me this one. She said, be somebody who makes everybody feel like a somebody. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that's pretty totally much. Yeah. That's Even if it's just like, I've been trying to do that all the way too. Like if I see like my friends doing something creative online, I'm going to retweet that shit. I'm going to like it. I'm going to comment on it because it takes a lot to even put your kind of stuff out there. So even yeah, just showing yeah, a little bro. support or even just like, 
people's relationships. Like I'll see people having like, you know, their fifth anniversary or whatever, and just commenting, being like, hey man, congratulations. Like, that's awesome. Like that little boost could help somebody so much. Mm -hmm. not. There's one that said you, people won't remember what you say, but they'll remember how you make them feel. Mm, yeah. And you always want to make sure that you can leave them and they feel like, okay, see, she had, she was down for me. Mm -hmm. I, I want people to feel that for me because yeah. at the end of the day, when, when push comes to service, push comes to shove and I ever need some help, those are the people that are going to come back. It's not always going to be your family. It's the ones that you helped before or just made them feel good. Right. That goes a long way. People love to feel good. And right. if you can be the feel good person, you got people in your corner for life. I'm sure. I agree. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, did you want to plug your channel? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> you guys can catch me at Spice Life TV. It's my YouTube channel. It's more of a lifestyle channel. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, you'll find some vlogs, some beauty reviews, some story times. I'll talk about my relationship and just my job and all kinds of stuff. So Spice Life TV. Spice Life TV on YouTube and on um, Instagram. Is that, um, that that one right there? Socks? No, that's Spice of Life. Uh, so Spice Life is all one word and okay. TV is in there too. All okay. one word. I know. Spice of Life was like taken. <laughs> <laughs> this one down here? There's another one either. Okay, put TV together. Bruh, one word, no space. Oh, all oh, one word. Oh, okay, I thought Spice Life was. I'll let you know right now, everybody got it for there sure. No, okay, cool. <laughs> Spice Life TV. Yeah, Spice Life all, TV. all one word, no spaces. There we go. Okay, gotcha. Awesome. And then if you want to find the No Structure podcast, you just where are we on YouTube? YouTube. Spotify. SoundCloud, Apple Music, you can search by the name, or you can go to our website, thenotstructurepodcast.com. That'd probably be the easiest. Yeah. Just go ahead.